Hello, and thank you for joining me. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 9, Walls Come Tumbling Down Christian Bible Podcast. I hope you enjoy. Walls fall in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Welcome to another episode of Walls Come Tumbling Down Christian Bible Podcast. I'm your encouraging brother, Preach, and it is good to be back. It is good to be back. It's good to be here, to ready to do another podcast uh, episode. I've had quite a few different things going on. You have to excuse my voice might be a little bit more raspy. I've been out on the streets preaching the gospel, proclaiming the glory of Jesus Christ, that he's coming back to this earth soon. Uh, or you might die and go out into eternity and meet the Lord at any moment because guess what? Nothing in this life is promised but death. Death is definitely coming. The Bible says that it is appointed unto man once to die and after this is the judgment. Uh, there's an appointment that we have with death and after that we will be judged. And so it's not really about what you feel, what you think, who you heard this from or heard that from. It doesn't matter. The Bible is true, and I believe the Bible 100%, and that's what I preach here. And so your all of your issues in your life all come down to you and the Lord God that you will meet in eternity. And so the Lord wants to get to know you now on this side of eternity, so, uh, and he wants to have a relationship with you because he wants to put his life inside of you. And that is what will save us, is by having the life of God inside of us and allowing for God to live out his life in and through us. In Matthew in chapter 11, verse 28, Jesus says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Uh, when you're out in sin, <coughs> excuse me, and you're being manipulated by this or by that or led away with this or led away with that. It doesn't really matter when you're out and you're doing these things. You know, the Lord, uh, he's calling us to come out of those bondages. Because if you're in living in sin, then you're a slave to sin. You've got no power in you whatsoever to quit sinning. 
You've got no strength whatsoever. You cannot do that without the Holy Spirit in you. And that's to give you, and it's a process that the Lord does. He gives us the deliverance so that we can repent of our sins and bring forth fruit that shows God, not man, but God, that we repent of our sins. Because we're not after this to try to please man. And we're not in this to try to uh, prove to somebody else that we're a Christian. All right. I'm not doing this to try to prove to somebody else that I'm a Christian. I'm trying to show the Lord on a day to day, uh, day by day, minute by minute basis that I believe him. I believe in the power of his resurrection. I believe in the power of his blood. And I believe in the power of the Holy Spirit to come inside of me to allow me to be able to maneuver in the way that Jesus maneuvers, to go in the way in which Jesus goes. And when you cease from your own way and allow the Holy Spirit to come into your heart and manifest himself to you, folks, that's what happens. The Lord begins to manifest himself to you. He begins to talk to you. He begins to push you forward, to guide you, to help you. And all of this is done by Jesus Christ, who became the Holy Spirit after he ascended up to heaven. And he dispenses his Holy Spirit into your heart and into your mind, right? And so when you are uh, in entering that process with the Lord where you're beginning to listen to what the Lord might be saying to you and you're beginning to seek him and realize that your own ways are terrible, your own ways will always lead to death and they'll always lead you against God and they're carnal and they're they're lifeless. Your own ways are lifeless. But then when you start to give into the ways of the Lord, he starts to produce his life in you. And so by yielding to that, that is called entering into the Lord's rest, okay? That is his rest, and that is a promise that God gives us. He says, if you come unto me with all of your heart, you call on the Lord, he will answer. And so Jesus is saying here, come unto me, all ye, all, anybody can do this, okay? If the Lord can save me, then he can save you. And, uh, you know, it doesn't matter what a person says to you that tells you you can't be saved or uh, none of that matters. No, and likewise, a person can also not tell you that you're saved. I don't believe that I'm saved because a person told me that I was saved. Okay, I'm hearing this from God and I will answer for the things that I have heard and the things that I have ignored. You understand? We will all answer and, it, and we're all answering not to a man. We're answering to the living God, to the living God. And it's so wonderful right now to be able to hear this stuff because God loves us. You know, that's the real kicker to all of this is that Jesus loves us, that he desires us with a great desire, that we've never even known what life is until we've tasted it from the Lord Jesus Christ. When you taste and see that the Lord is good, and that's Bible. And we live in a world where the devil is constantly trying to pervert the things of God. He's constantly trying to rip the faith of God, <coughs> excuse me, out of our hearts. And we cannot allow him to do that. And the way we we don't allow him to do that is by staying close to the Lord, is by being rooted and grounded in him, by being baptized in him, by entering into this rest and accepting the rest of the Lord within ourselves. Uh, he says, come unto me, all ye that are uh, that labor and are heavy laden. You know, when I reached a point where I'm tired and just sick and tired of being tired. 
and being empty all the time. You know what I'm saying? You can have so much freedom, quote unquote, uh, that you're out in the world and you're doing whatever you want to do and you're just living your freedom, but there's always this pulling, this dryness, this emptiness. There's always this dissatisfaction or temporary satisfaction before you have to be back in your own body again, looking at yourself in the mirror again and you're stuck with you. You know what I mean? And when you are comfortable and okay and happy, 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 you don't need nothing at all and you're just great with that. Well, if you don't hear the call of God calling you, then that could be that the Lord is in fact not calling you. And then you get upset and you get angry towards the word of God. You're like, I don't want to hear that when really you need to be aware of where uh, of what's happening in your life between you and God because here's the, here's the big message. At the end of your life, it is God that you will answer to, just like I will answer to God. That's why when we hear this type of an invitation from Jesus saying, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Rest from your own works. Rest from evil. Rest from the things of this world. Rest from the lust of the flesh, from the lust of the eyes, from the pride of life. The Lord will give us rest, but we have to accept it. He says, verse 29, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And so, you know, the devil is constantly trying to wear out God's people. He always wants to get the people who are praying, the people who are reading. Those are God's people. If you're not praying, if you're not fasting, if you're not seeking God's face moment by moment for your will. The Bible says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, those are the sons of God. Those are the children of God. Uh, Acts, as a matter of fact, let's go ahead and go into 1 John in chapter 3, and we're going to bounce around for just a little bit. I'm excited to be back. Hallelujah. Um, so 1 John chapter 3, uh, it says, Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, who are out doing the work of the Lord. See, so I'm not just here behind the Paul, uh, behind the uh, the podcast mic. I'm not here just doing this, folks. You know, I'm serving the Lord in my life. And uh, I love that. I think that's uh, so wonderful that the Lord would allow me to be in service to him. And you know, whether you got a podcast, whether you're preaching at a church, whether you're preaching on the street, no matter what you're doing, if you're doing it for God, then you are doing good and you are one of the children of God. Because God is not lazy and the children of God are not lazy either. We might get into some, you know, slumps or tiredness um, and then the Lord wants us to use wisdom to be able to manage our time and you know learn the process but we always trust in the Lord because guess what it's God in us that does the work it's God in us that keeps us moving it is God who lives inside of us the children of God and uh, it's a it's a beautiful glorious thing that's why you need the children of the Lord to be able to teach you the Bible because the Bible is not going to be understood by you when you have sin in your life you see when you've got sin inside of your life the Spirit of God is in opposition to you and so even if you're up in church or you're going through the motions but you're living in the willful sin and you're unregenerated and unsurrendered to God 
this isn't something that we just pick up and put down with our own hands. This is something where we have earnestly asked the Lord to give us rest. We have earnestly see, we have seen where our sinful condition is going to send us into hell and the lake of fire because there is no alternative, all right? There is heaven or there is hell, and we've seen that. And then in that revelation, we ask, we cry out with all of our heart. We say, Father, Lord Jesus, save me because I'm going to perish. I can't do this on my own. Save me. And the Lord is faithful, so he grants unto us his beautiful uh, marvelous mercy. The Holy Spirit comes uh, upon us and uh, empowers us. And then we begin walking with the Lord day by day. Now the Lord is doing the work in us. So that means we're not really focused on the things of this world. We're focused on the things of God. Yes, you might see me walking around or yes, you might see me working a job or sitting at my desk, but that's not my focus. That's my. That's what I'm, I just have to do. The Bible says if you don't work, then you don't eat. And so, you know, I'm, I'm keeping myself working, uh, but uh, my focus is I'm focused on Jesus. I'm praying and asking the Lord to write the prayers he wants me to pray on the inside of my heart so they just come out. I'm connecting with my creator. What are you doing if you're not doing that? And if you're not doing that, connecting with your creator, uh, your creator because you think that you're your own creator or you just don't believe the Bible, then there's no hope for you. You know, because this is all about you. It's about you and God. That's where this comes down to, between you and the Lord, and that's it. You know what I mean? And so nobody can tell you uh, nothing if you don't believe the Bible. Nobody can tell me anything that's not in the scripture because I've not only experienced this on on several different levels in several different ways, but the Lord on a day-to-day -day basis, the Lord shows me how good he is and the Lord shows me his mercy. And so that's why I go out and I'm trying to convince people that this is, word is true and that this is the real salvation this is the real way so let's go and continue in first john behold what manner of love the father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of god therefore the world knoweth us not because it knew not him. You see, people in the world don't really know what's going on with you inside the Christians. They don't know what we're really about. Once you give your life to God, you uh, have become a brand new creature in Christ. And so you don't walk the same way you walked. You don't go uh, live the same way you lived before. You know what I mean? You don't do that. Now, now it's different. And it's not just those things that's different. What's also different is that the presence of Almighty God is the most important thing to you is being able to attain unto the spirit of Jesus Christ on a moment-by-moment -moment basis, to feel his presence, to operate within his will. This is your heart's desire because God changes you from the inside out. There's a change that takes place that men can't see all the time. They can't see it right away. Eventually, you most certainly will see it. Uh, or if you, you know, unless you're willingly ignorant, but you don't have to look at people, you, you know, you, that just means you're not even looking for God in your own life, you know. So my point is, uh, you know, these changes are done in us by God. And so this is not just some lonely tip uh, or some lonely walk where we're all alone trying to be religious. That's weird and strange and uh, fruitless. This is where we're seeking fellowship with the Father, with the, the God who created all men everywhere. Um, 
And it says, The world knoweth us not because it knew not him. Verse 2. Beloved. And see, this is the Christians, that uh, the ones who read the Bible, the ones who are seeking after the Spirit of God. We're the beloved. <coughs> beloved. Now are we the sons of God. And it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Now, if God is the boss, which he absolutely is, then when Jesus comes back to the earth, he's going to separate the wheat from the tares. He's going to separate the sheep from the goat. He is going to separate the good from the bad, the uh, precious from the vile. You know, God is the judge. God is the separator. That's what he does. That's his job. That's who he is. He is God. And he's the creator of the entire universe. And so when he appears and he does show himself at the day of the Lord, or when you die and you, you get to, you know, realize his glory, which hopefully you do that before you die. But when you, when you see the Lord, the Bible says, we, the ones who place our faith in Christ, the beloved, the ones who are born again, the ones who have the spirit of God abiding inside of them, the ones who are resting and who have accepted the Lord's agreement to rest in him, we shall see him as he is because we will be like him. We will be just like the Lord. And the Lord gave me a strong witness when I ha was given a beautiful uh, glimpse into uh, my reality with God when he placed me in a new body and I was in a new body and you can look at my testimony, it's up on YouTube, but while I spent a good long while in that body and I got to talk to the Lord and, and be with him and fly around. His presence was amazing. And uh, it was unlike anything I'd ever experienced before. And, and it was like uh, everything I might have might have might have even thought about. You see, because we're living in this Christian world uh, in this world as Christians, and we're constantly being bombarded with different things that are trying to take away our faith out of the promises of God. This is such a wicked time. That's why it's so important for us to be baptized with the Holy Spirit, with evidence of speaking in tongues, with being able to walk in the joy of God, with being able to use the power of God to tell our circumstance and our situations and the enemies, uh, which are the demons, that attack us. We're, we're able to bring them into submission and cast them out because the Lord has all power in heaven and earth is given unto Jesus. And Jesus then turns around and gives that power unto his people, which is why my mother had it the night I showed up at her house and she cast those demons out of me under the anointing of God. And if that wasn't supernatural within itself, then afterwards I was lifted up by an angel uh, or maybe two, I'm not sure. And I was placed into a new body after that. My whole spirit was lifted up and I was dangling and then I was placed in a new body and it was an immediate, it was wonderful. You know, it was wonderful. I heard my voice, which sounded different from for the very first time. I never heard my, my voice my entire life. I've never heard it and it sounded different. You know, and there were different things that I saw and there were others there. And let me tell you something. Then afterwards, the experience continued when angels came and ministered to my body. So this is what I'm saying. I don't want to lose any, any, any people who typically listen to this podcast because, you know, I put my testimony on YouTube for, for, for it, it's out there, but I rarely talk about my own, 
you know, in my own experiences, because that's not the only one, folks. That there's been a whole bunch of them, actually. Uh, not a whole bunch of them, but there's a good handful of experiences where the Lord Jesus Christ has made Himself absolutely real to me, and uh, it's been and and revealed to me the great working of His mighty power. And I know now for sure. I know for sure that the sufferings of this life are not worthy to be compared to the joy and to what God has in store for those who love him because uh I asked God if I could come back once I was in the new body I was in the new body and I said you know what Lord I want to go back because I thought of every single problem that I had uh before that moment I thought of every single problem I had in one split second every problem I thought about it and there it was and I was you know I and it was it seemed like absolutely nothing it seemed like nothing and here I am. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise his name. And so, you know, uh, my po the point is when, when Jesus rewards his people, he really, really, really rewards us. He's Jesus. He's our maker. He knows how to make us happy like never, like, like we don't even know how to make ourselves happy. No person, no money, no job, no nothing can make us happier than fellowship with our creator, the one who literally made us. Nothing can be, nothing is better than that. And you can't base uh, your understanding or your viewpoint of, of God off of what a person has demonstrated or off of what you've seen or what you think or what you feel or anything related to you because God's not a human being and he's not like you or me. He is God. You know, he is the author. And so you got to read the word and you have to pray and repent of your sins before him so that you can have a revelation of the Lord too. And he might give you a vision. He might not. But it is guaranteed uh, the, the Jesus actually said, blessed are you who believe without seeing. But it is guaranteed that if you do the work, if you actually do the will of the Father, while you're doing this work, he manifests himself to you. And you will know that the word of God is absolutely true. Hallelujah. You know, we have so much to celebrate for because there's a moment coming when our faith will be made sight. That's what is going to happen. Our faith is going to be made sight. You and I are going to die. And when we do, everyone's going to die. And when we do, that's when all of this becomes evident. That's when your faith will be uh, made known to you. You know, in those moments, you will know if you are a believer in Jesus or if you are a, uh, you know, lost person or if you have religion in your life and then you realize, you know, religion is uh, not the way. It's not the thing. It's not the truth. It's not the life. There is no salvation in it. Um, and I'm actually going to read something that I found uh, on a great, great uh, uh, minister uh, named Catherine Kuhlman, and Catherine Kuhlman uh, had a, a wonderful death. And the Bible tells us that uh, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. And, um, you know, the Bible says better is one the day of one's death than the day of one's birth. You know, and the Lord is, uh, he's good. He's good. And so he's going to take care of his people. So I want to read this. And then I'll go back into uh, John, but I'm going to read this. This is about the last moment of Catherine Coolum. And she was a minister and she loved the Lord and everybody knew she loved the Lord. And it says, 
When Catherine Coonham went home to be with Jesus in 1976, the power of God went throughout the 800-bed hospital. All of her organs were failing, except for her heart. That should have uh, read on a machine, I'm assuming, as irregular, and then moved to a fat line. But her heart never registered as an irregular heartbeat. And Catherine Kuhlman was gone in the blink of an eye. The last nurse who saw Catherine Coulomb alive before her death had charted notes of her final last request. And she said, and I quote, I shall die on February 20th at 1.13 a.m. Please only have roses at my funeral. Within 15 minutes of Catherine Kuhlman's final request, a nurse who was just starting her first day on the job went into Catherine Coulomb's room and wanted to take her pulse. She noticed that Catherine Coulomb uh, wasn't cold. She wasn't warm. She was hot. And the air in the room was thick with a fragrance of roses. Not a few roses, but tons of roses. The ICU head nurse finally arrived to chart the time of Catherine Coulomb's death. Both the young nurse and the ICU head nurse could hardly stand up when entering Miss Coulomb's room. They began to read the last charted notes for Catherine Coulomb's, uh, Coulomb's final request. They saw the exact date and time already given by Catherine Coulomb herself. She knew the exact day and hour that she would die. Her final words gave testimony of Jesus for all eternity. Miss Coulomb would go on, uh, would Miss Coulomb would always glorify and magnify Jesus, the lover of her soul, even at the hour of her death, her very last breath on earth, uh, said, uh, with her very last breath on earth, uh, she said, as she entered God's presence, these are her last words. She said, love, 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 love Jesus. Both the nurse the new nurse and the head ICU nurse were unbelievers at the time. Both nurses immediately began weeping and could hardly stand. At that very moment, the young nurse dropped into her chair weeping and gave her heart to Jesus. Hallelujah. Catherine Coonham's funeral, they had dozens of roses. Hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful? When a Christian person meets the Lord, it's going to be only in the Lord's hand at the Lord's time and uh, in the Lord's will. And there's no other way for anybody to go out into eternity. The way you want to go out is by calling upon the name of the Lord and knowing that, hey, I, I have fought the fight. I've, I've kept the faith. I've had a good fight. And now there is a crown of glory waiting for me. I mean, don't you believe in the promises of God? Because the promises of God are real. He establishes his word to his people. That's what he does. Let me get back over here. Listen to this. This is 1 John chapter 3. Hallelujah. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Verse 3. And every man, which is a human, that hath this hope in himself purifieth himself even as he impure. You're going to seek. So you're going to seek to be pure. 
if you're hoping in the things of God. You're going to be pure. You're going to walk as Jesus walked. And the Holy Spirit will give you the power to do that. And it is a process, but you must always yield to that process. Never, ever, ever put the process on the back burner or put your own self above the process. Never do that. You know, uh, God is always able to hold us up and he's always able to push us forward, but we have not, we, you cannot give up. You must be willing and you must be obedient to the things that God is doing in our lives. You must be obedient to the things that God is trying to do in your life. It doesn't work any other way. You'll find yourself wallowing in false doctrine. You'll find yourself with no joy in your salvation. And hopefully you won't find yourself at the end of this road or the end of your life. And you're questioning whether or not uh, you're even saved. You don't want to be at that place of doubt and despair. You want to be at a place where you're certain, where you know exactly who you're going to go meet, where you can start to cry out, love, oh, gee, yes, yes, Lord Jesus. You know, there was another man, and I'm going to tell this story too because it's beautiful. There's another man uh, I heard. His name was Oliver B. Green. And Oliver B. Green, he was dying. And as he was dying, uh, he said, uh, he, he, he said, uh, is this what I waited for? Is this what, is this what I've been waiting for? Hallelujah. And then he, rose up on a hospital bed and raised his hands. Yes. And then he gave up the ghost and he died right there. Uh, you know, and, and so there's a bunch of stories like that. As a matter of fact, I'm, there's so many testimonies out there of people talking about a supernatural experience that they had where they got to, to see a glimpse of the other side. You know, but then also the devil has people out there too that have also had what they call near-death experiences and things like this. Uh, so ultimately our faith should never be in these experiences. My experiences that I've had, I don't put my faith on those experiences. My faith is on what the Bible says, right? It's on what God's word says, and that's where every man's faith should be. Not on the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. Hallelujah. You hear me? In the power of God, because the preaching of the gospel is foolishness to those who are going to be in hell and lake of fire. If you think the gospel, if you think the gospel of Jesus Christ is foolish, if you think this is just all foolish, you don't read your Bible at all for yourself because you think it's foolish. You don't spend any time getting to know the Lord for yourself because you think it's foolish. The Bible says you're going to hell. The preaching of the gospel is foolishness to them that are perishing, but unto us which are saved. This gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes and so uh you know believe so the so the my these words and uh, uh, these words are the foundation on which my whole life right now is is standing and you're all of our lives are in fact held up by the word of god because he holds everything in place by the power of his mighty word he shows us and without that revelation from god of who you truly are and what you truly are then you're going to be left with your own devices you're going to be filled up with the fruit of your own ways and you don't want that from god you can try to have that from, uh, you know, uh, that can happen to you. Sometimes there's consequences in life, et cetera, et cetera. So sometimes men can only do so much to you, though. God, you're, you're, the answer of your conscience towards God, this is the most important thing 
out there is how you going to answer when the Lord says, now what did you do with the blood of my son Jesus? And that's a question that we're all going to get asked. And I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that every single person listening to this, every person under the sound of my voice will have an answer for what they've done with the blood of Jesus Christ that, that pleases God, that causes God to then turn to them and say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Because God is a good God and he is a merciful God. And he is loving. You know what I mean? He's not a man pleasing God. He is He is God Almighty. And so we all have our time. And so that's why we want to accept his invitation into rest. And so if you have this hope of salvation inside of you, then you will seek to be pure, even as he is pure. Well, that means you'll be pure. Be, you need to be just as pure as God to enter into heaven. And the only way that that can happen is by Jesus Christ, the Lord, living in your heart and being in, being inside of you. You know, it's him that gets into heaven for us. Not you or me. We'll never make it into heaven on our own. We trust in the blood of Jesus. We trust in the life of Jesus. We trust in the mercy of God. That's what we're hoping for. That's what we're striving for, is to be able to leave this world and be glorious on the way out. Hallelujah. This is not our home. And so don't... <coughs> Don't get so caught up down here that your life is so comfortable and you're so at ease and things are so smooth and you know don't and, and you want your Christianity on earth to continue for for reasons that that are not God's will. You know, oh well, you know I, I want to get this job and I want to get this and I want to get this and I want to get this and I'm seeking after this. That is starting to put the love of the world back inside of you and if you love this world it clearly says that the love of god is not inside of you and so you you have to choose one or the other you have to choose to love the lord with all your heart soul mind and strength and then the bible tells us to love our neighbor as ourselves and we do that by keeping the commandments in front of our neighbor by preaching the gospel we do that by by feeding the homeless if your enemy is hungry then you give them food by loving people and a good way to love people is to remember that people without god are victims to satan it it's vic they're victims to demons you know these people are traumatized and tormented and some of them don't even know it and so you don't hate people ever uh, no matter what you know that's why you can look at your enemy <clears throat> and bless them that's why i've said this once and i'll say it again and again on this podcast i say it so much my enemies are demons you know they're the demon spirits operating past people you know because uh people don't know it and i know that reality because again i had the demons cast out of me i never thought that there was truly an a, a, another something else inside of my body do you understand inside of my body until i fell on my face seeking prayer and after I, I fell on my face seeking prayer, and then uh, this demon manifested. And I could, I, I promise you, my entire insides completely shifted in a different direction. And from that moment, the whole situation got worse and worse. It was incredibly painful, and I was being thrown and torn from the inside out. I could feel all of it, and it was horrible. It was as horrible as it sounds 
to uh, some something to to not be in any control and to have a whole nother entity, a whole nother being inside of my body, arms, legs, you know, all the the whole th- the face. I could barely speak out of my mouth at times. You know, I had to. It was a fight. It was horrifying. You know, having actual, but this is the reality of the world that we live in because you are either going to be full up of the spirit of God and used by God or you are most certainly full up of the spirits of demons. There is no in between. You don't just get to walk around and be an independent uh, vessel. You know, you're either going to be full of God or you are full of the devil. And the Bible says that you know them by their fruits. And so the fruits you should be looking at are your own. What do you look like? You know what I mean? What do you look like? What does your life look like? This is a manifestation for you. It's God's mercy to allow you to be able to even see uh, that you're uh, in a certain place, either good or bad, you know? And so you, you, I personally also believe that while there's breath in your body, you can call out to the Lord if you have the desire. If you don't have the desire and you don't care, well then, yeah, the Lord I preach about the reprobate all the time. That's why I preach about the reprobate because I'm preaching to the reprobate, hoping that if somebody is in that reprobate state, they might hear and God might just have mercy. If peradventure, God would have mercy on them and grant them repentance to the acknowledging that you are not able to just do what you like to do, but that you must seek God. Do you understand? We have got to seek the Lord while he may be found. We have to call on him. And because don't get hung up on people. Don't get hung up on an experience or this or that. Folks, humble yourself under the knowledge of God that lives in your soul. The Bible says we are without excuse. You know, we are without excuse as a race of beings. The Lord is God. And he is manifesting himself and spreading knowledge in these last days. He's doing work. People are waking up. People are repenting and turning to Christ. But you got to shut off the TV and you got you have to get out of the world's propaganda system. You got to get out of it because the devil is always feeding us with more and more evil all the time. Evil. You going from one lust to the next lust to the next lust to the next lust. <clears throat> and that's why the Bible says, excuse me, that's why the Bible says, Everything in this world can be chalked up to just three things. You can categorize everything in the world to just three things. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, or the pride of life. And in this same book, 1 John, it tells us that those things are not of God. And if you are involved or engulfed, or if you have those things living in you and those things are in you, then the Bible says the love of God is not in you. And that's a terrifying thing. That's terrifying. And if you don't think it's terrifying, and I've, I've been saying this too, if you don't think it's terrifying, <clears throat> that's because there's a demon that's literally blinding your eyes. It's almost as if somebody's walking around and they've got their hands covering your eyes. And that's all they're doing. They're just following you wherever you're bouncing around to, stumbling off to, and they've got their hands over your eyes. And they're just holding them, holding them, holding them, walking you closer and closer and closer and closer to that appointment that you have that's set up by God. That appointment with death. And and they get you closer and closer and closer and closer. And I'm going to tell you how this works, folks. You're going to have no fear, no fear, no fear, no fear until he pushes you over that line. 
And then before you have crossed over and fully given up that ghost, what happens is the demon lets go. And he lets you see exactly what the truth of all of it is. You, you, come, you, are, you are flooded with an understanding and you know that it is Jesus who is God and you know that you're lost. Now in those moments, if God will have mercy on you, I pray that he would. And I pray that you would remember that Jesus died for your sins, that he shed his blood so you could be free. And if you can remember the name of Jesus in the midst of that revelation, that is in fact God's glorious hand of mercy drawing you to a place of salvation before your death my friend and so you call on that name and you hang on that name and at that moment when the demon has let you go and the god of this world has no longer blinded your mind then you actually can utter the name jesus and you remember it at that moment if you say the name you will immediately experience the power of that name you will experience the power of saying the name jesus you will know it oh wow jesus and so hopefully in that, you'll be humble and call again and call again and call again. But what also will happen is sometimes the devil will come to you in that moment. If you try to call Jesus' name, he'll start bringing up your past sins and everything. And you'll be in a fight, you know what I mean, for your soul the way you should have been fighting for your soul this whole time before you got led to that moment. You see, because the Bible calls the death of the wicked the king of terror. It is a terrifying experience. And anybody say who said, oh, I'm not afraid of dying, you're, you're deceived. You're lying, number one, to yourself. You know, you're lying. Well, I've meditated and I've, I've, I've done my voodoo and I've done my, you know, spiritual oneness, this and that. My friend, you've been bewitched and you will know the truth. You will absolutely know the truth beyond a shadow of a doubt. And I just pray that you don't get to the end of God's mercy before you have that revelation. I pray in the name of Jesus that you will not harden your heart and provoke the Lord to further anger because it is God who is offering salvation. And there is but one God and his name is Jesus Christ. That's his name. And he's not going to share his glory with you. He's not going to let you be your own Jesus or the Christ with it. That's not going to save you from what comes next. You see, because this life is short. It's a short, short, short trip here. It's short. And so uh, you, you, you're gambling if you are outside of Christ and you don't have this lasting faith. If you're not purifying yourself or seeking to purify yourself just as he is pure because that's what it says every person that's a christian every person that's born again every man that hath this hope in himself verse 3 first john chapter 3 verse 3 every man that hath this hope in himself purifies himself even as he is pure excuse me even as he is pure <coughs> jesus verse 4 listen this is the gospel this is how you discern right and wrong this is the foundation Right? Verse 4. Whosoever committeth sin transgresseth also the law. Right? You're not just doing the act, but you're also breaking the law of God. For sin is the transgression of the law. Verse 5. And ye know that he, Jesus, was manifested to take away our sins. And here it is. And in him 
is no sin. Therefore, we must abide in him. And we have to fervently, fervently, fervently abide in him. You By praying, by fasting, we have to fast. We have to pray and we have to fast, folks. We have to fast. Because uh, fasting humbles the flesh. And you don't got to fast <coughs> extraordinary measures every time. You know, go on partial fast and, and get rid of certain things. You know, I'm going to tell you right now, one of the things I've struggled with has been the television. So, man. And sometimes I'll get into watching just, you know, weird random stuff uh, on YouTube. Crash videos and different dash cams. And I'll, I'll get, ta it takes you on a rabbit hole. You, you just, hours can go by. That's why I got off TikTok. I left my account up there, but I got off of there because I realized that it kills your ability to be able to focus. These social networks are of the devil because they're, they're this, some of them can be used. And yes, God will use some of them, but folks, the church is going to come back to a place of person-to-person -person contact where you don't get the first five or six minutes of a, of a good topic or good point and think that it's going to be life-changing. You have to sit and wait on the promise of the Father and these apps and this fast-thinking mindset that we have now is teaching. It's the exact opposite of how we get in touch with God. You know, you have all these people teaching and doing stuff and putting meanings on God's word that it doesn't mean. It doesn't mean the things some of these people say. And so you ought to be af afraid to uh, put your own interpretation of God's word on top. There is no private interpretation of this word. He, it means just what he says when he says in verse 3, And every man that hath this hope in himself, what's the hope? Well, it's the hope that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. When you have that hope in you, then you purify yourself as he is pure. Verse 4, Whosoever committed sin, he's laying it down, he's telling us, Point blank, whosoever committed sin transgresseth also the law. Why? Because sin is transgression of the law, okay? And you know that he was manifested to take away our sins and in him is no sin. Just read it. It's what, it's what it says. Verse 5. And you know that he was manifested to take away our sins and in him is no sin. Verse 6. Whosoever, what? Abideth in him sinneth not whosoever sinneth hath not seen him neither known him hallelujah folks jesus said abide we have to abide in the lord the bible says cleave to the lord like he is the most important thing to you is cleaving to the presence of god seeking after god's spirit being led by god's spirit that's why I don't get up on the microphone unless the Lord has ordered me to come and to make a, an episode. I want these episodes to come out. Well, the Lord actually wants them to come out every Friday. Uh, but, you know, I might skip a week. Like, that's why I say it's good to be back because I haven't done this. And uh, I, I skipped a Friday. It's, I think 12 days was the last one, which might be two Fridays. But you know what? Amen. Glory to God. I'm going to wait for the promise of the Father. I'm going to wait for my helper. I'm going to wait for the anointing. You know what I mean? Because I'm going to give an account to God because I'm doing this for God and before God. And so I believe the scripture and I believe in what God is doing. And I know there's a book of remembrance and I'm going to be judged out of the things that in the book, uh, uh, the things that are written in the book and I'm going to be judged. And so, uh, uh, well, actually, I'm going to be able to escape that judgment because my name is written down in the land book of life, but that's a different 
topical study. The point is there's books. And the point is that, uh, you know, I'm going to abide in Christ. And if we do abide in Christ, then we'll be able to be as he is. And there's a way for each one of us to be able to abide in Christ. Now, listen, all the scholars out there, don't attack me <laughs> about revelation and about, uh, you know, the order of things. <coughs> uh, <coughs> Amen. God is good. God will have his way and praise the Lord. Uh, that's not the point here. Um, so, because, you know, we all must appear before the judgment seat, right? Well, some people will go before the great white throne of God and some people will go before the mercy seat. And those are the ones who the Lord has, we have put the blood upon our doorpost, amen? We have sat daily at his gates waiting for the wisdom of God. We have treasured the pearl of great price. We truly believe in this gospel. That's how you will know. You truly believe the gospel by your by the way you live. Are you cleaving? Are you abiding in him? Are you putting Jesus up on the shelf? Are you a sometimes Christian? Because sometimes Christians ain't Christians, folks. You're not real, you're fake. And that's okay if you're in that fake place, the Lord can save you from it. But humble thyself. Do not think that your Christianity is acceptable before the Lord of glory. Do not think that it's acceptable for you to be God over your own way. You can't do that or you'll stay in that deception. The Bible says you must receive uh, the truth. You have to receive it. And if you receive not the love of the truth, then you'll be damned. If you take a rebuke as all this is rebuke, then you'll be damned because you didn't love the truth. You didn't receive the love that comes from also telling people the truth. You didn't receive that. And you want to receive that so you can uh, abide in Jesus. Because if you receive that correction, then afterwards it yields a peaceable fruit of righteousness and you're able to walk with the Lord closer. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go to verse 6 again. Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth hath not seen him, neither known him. Now, this is a good part here, okay? So for verse four, I want you to go back and read verse four on your own and pay attention to the commitment, folks, because there, here is, that's an important word here. And because the Lord works this process in us, but guess what? The process is not done in any of us until the Lord has made us in the fullness of the stature of Christ. And, I, and if you think you're in the fullness of the stature of Christ, you should be able to do a miracle right now. You know, if you're like, I've arrived, miracle time. Let, let's see it. And then call me up, uh, send me an email, and I'll give you my number to one of the email addresses that are out there. But let, let, let's see it. Let's see the miracle. But because but miracles do happen, and sometimes that's not somebody's, that doesn't show that that person is in the fullness of the stature of Christ. Uh, either, you know, there's there's a whole walk that we have. And some people believe that we will never reach perfection on this side of eternity. And uh, that when we, you know, that, you know, and uh, amen, amen. I think I, I don't know if I believe if we'll receive, because I, I believe that when you walk in Jesus, you are walking in perfection. I believe that when God looks down upon you and he sees the blood, he sees you as Jesus. He's, he's perfect. <laughs> Jesus is perfect. So that's why you got to abide in Jesus so that you can sin not. Amen. Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth hath not seen him. And you don't know anything about the Lord. You don't really know how this works. Uh, verse seven, little children. Here we go. Look, you ready? You don't look. Little children, let no man. What I've been saying this whole time, deceive you. 
Why? Uh, Because he that do, he's going to spell it out for us again, folks. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. Hmm, Could that also mean that uh, he purifieth himself even as he is pure? Do you see that it's the same? Uh, He that doeth righteousness is righteous even as he is righteous. Verse 8, he that committeth sin is of the devil. For the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose was the Son of God manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil in your life. (laughs) And in this world, because the Lord is going to burn this world up with unquenchable fire. He is going to burn this world up and uh, all its works. The, the earth and the works that are therein shall be burned. <clears throat> the elements are going to be dissolved and melt with a fervent heat. You know, the shock and the uh, misery that, that inhabits the soul of a person who dies without Christ is everlasting and it never stops. It's shocking and shocking and more. Sh- it's terrible. It's terrible. You know, listen to some of the testimonies of hell. I... Uh, have had only two brief revelations of hell. Once I knew it was the very first time God ever revealed himself to me ever. And uh, shortly within that revelation, there was a, a revelation that hell was real, that it was a reality and it was underneath our feet. Um, and then uh, there was another uh, revelation where I was being ministered to by you know angels after the new body experience, I was interested to by angels. And then uh, I was, I realized I was about to be, I was near hell. I could, the presence was around because hell, it's, it's a, the darkness is, it's a, it's a thing. And so, you know, this, this is real, real darkness. And so I, I was around it and I started praying. I said, oh God, please, please, please don't show me hell. Please don't show me hell. Please don't show me hell. And I had my eyes closed and then I opened up my eyes and they, they were forced open. And as soon as they were forced open, I was back where I was. I was like, oh. And so God didn't suffer me to that. But the torment of that place is active. And it's the absence of mercy. It's the absence of God's life and God's uh, forgiveness. It's the absence of it. Once you're in hell, you're in hell forever. And there is no getting out. You're in there forever. You're sealed in hell. And you're alive. Uh, well, not live. You're forever dying, really, because but because you have no rest. You'd have no rest. This rest that Jesus promised, you don't get it. <clears throat> no rest at all. The Bible says there's no peace, saith God, to the wicked. There is no rest in hell. There's no water in hell. There's no sleeping in hell. There, There is no happiness. There is no temporary moment of satisfaction or relief. There's none of that exists in hell. And it's your soul that's in torment. So your flesh passes out after a certain level of pain and you don't feel a thing. Uh, but your uh, spirit is what is tormented and that by the fire of God. The flame, the fire of God. Because, uh, you know, the Lord, it's his wrath poured out on you without mixture. Uh, That's in the lake of fire and hell is that absence. It's the total abandonment of God. And also it's where the devil, it was a place that was created for the devil and his angels. And so if you look at it as hell is the holding cell for those who have perished, which is to die without Christ until the last day when death and hell will give up the dead that is in them, folks. And then when they give up the dead that's in them, then everyone will be judged. You'll come out of the graves and be judged according to what you did in your body. 
And the Bible says at that day, that's the last day. That's the day I believe when the Lord, it comes back to the earth. It's, it's over, you know? And so when that happens, uh, <coughs> the Bible says some of us will be raised up to everlasting life. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. And I've got a witness of the Holy Spirit in my heart so that as I say those words, I can experience the tangible joy of God flooding my chest, letting me know that I am loved by God, that I am at peace with the Lord Jesus under his blood. And so I praise and thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I know it's all you, God, and I love you for it, Jesus. And I thank you for dying for me. And I pray that every person out there also experiences your life in them because it should be evident when the life of God is in you, folks. Oh, hallelujah. Don't you, if you praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You know, the Bible says it's a commandment to clap your hands. Clap your hands. All you people, clap your hands and praise the Lord because he's good and his mercy is enduring forever and ever. He is alive right now and he's on fire. You know, our God is a consuming fire, folks. Hallelujah. This is our eternally. This is this is our joy. This is our this is our rejoicing is Jesus, not the blessings of this life or not, you know, some job or something or some person or some group. It's Jesus. It's all about Jesus and what he's done. And so if verse seven, little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. Verse 8, he that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth. From You see, there's a separation. There's a separation here, folks. And if you're having trouble, which if you are hearing this, you the right response, <coughs> if you got sin in your life, would be to say, oh man, you know, well, you know, don't try to reason away. You got to say, oh, Lord, I need your help. I need to call on you now, Lord. Now I need to really call upon you, Jesus, to get these things out of my life. Because when you call upon the Lord, amen, you call on him and his power comes down. Now, this is the same power that raised up Jesus Christ from the dead. If that power that raised up Jesus Christ from the dead be inside of you, come on, dance. Hallelujah. Amen. Let the power that raised up Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, God raised him from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. And he can put that same power in you if you earnestly call upon the Lord while there is time. Amen. Call upon him so that you can get that power in you and you can be raised up. Hallelujah. This is good. And it takes a quick second to get here sometimes because I got to, you got to wait and you got to teach so that people can get it thoroughly because you won't be able to get to the real power of the presence of God unless you are real. You got to be thorough. That's why God is a detailed God. He's thorough. He's not, uh, you know, mixing the details together. God is thorough and he is just and he is meticulous. You know, so, 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 uh, you know, in, 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 in ways human beings cannot even demonstrate or fathom. That's why you know that the Bible is true because God, his spirit was there. He used men to write the word. God breathed on these scriptures. He wrote the laws of Moses himself with his own finger. 
But, you know, then he told Moses to write books and he told everybody to write it down. You know, these holy men spake as they were moved by the power of the Holy Spirit, just like I'm speaking. As I'm moved by the power of the Holy Spirit, folks, it's happening. You know, preachers do this. Pastors teach people who are witnessing on the streets. Little old ladies come out and they tell you about Jesus. That's the Holy Spirit working, trying to get you to pay close attention because you're in danger. And the devil always wants to try to make it seem like you're not, like you've just got all this time in the world to just make all these plans and do all these things. But there's a ticker in your chest that's going to stop when the Lord says it's going to stop. Do you understand? And so uh, you have, you. oh man, I'm telling you, there is a way that seems right to man, but the end thereof is the way of death. And that's why you don't go in your own way. You go to Jesus who said, hallelujah. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth and I am the life. No man comes to God, but through me. We're not, I'm not in dead religion. This is not dead religion. Christians do not fall, follow into dead religion. We don't do that. What we follow, we follow after the Spirit of God. We follow after the grace of God. We, oh, goodness and mercy, follow me, Lord. I'm seeking your real presence. I want the real presence of God. You open up your mouth and you say, Father, I need your real presence in my life. Show me, Father God, your real presence. Lead me, guide me, take my life, Lord God. It's yours. You know, put yourself on the altar of God and hold nothing back. You can't hold nothing back. You must hold nothing back. Put yourself on the altar of God. You know, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and he will raise you up. But you got to humble yourself under the mighty hand of God so he can do it. Because only he can save. Only he can deliver. Only Jesus. It, there is not salvation in anything else or anyone else. It is only through the blood of Jesus Christ and the mighty power of God. Folks, clap your hands and praise the Lord because your redemption draws nigh. Hallelujah. Praise the name of God. Okay, I'm going to do this one more time. Verse 8. He that committed sin is of the devil. For the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Okay, all of them. <coughs> and the devil's doing all kind of works. The works of the flesh, the works of the devil. The, that, the, the works of the flesh, the works of the devil. The devil operates in the flesh. The devil's a sick, gross being, you know. He's uh, terrible. He makes people do terrible things and... And, uh, you know, he makes them hate themselves and the devil's behind suicides and, and murders and he's behind rape and, and child trafficking and the, all of the horrible things. The devil's behind it. Lies. And, and the, the devil, is he's behind these things. You know, and, and, and people can have to know that there is a savior. There's a way to be saved from a life because God is going to create a new heaven and a new earth in which will only dwell righteousness. And so if you don't enjoy doing righteousness now, then chances are you're not going to heaven. And if you're not going to heaven because you don't enjoy righteousness, then you got to start praying to the Lord and say, Lord, I need to be saved from myself. You know, I save me because I don't enjoy doing righteousness. I don't enjoy the, these things, Lord, but I know that you're righteous and I know, I know you're not going to change for me. And I'm not going to start sugarcoating your word to make it seem like I'm just going to be saved anyway. Because that's not true. I'm going to receive the love of the truth so that I can be saved. Verse number nine. 
whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin. Hallelujah. Folks, this is the gospel. This is the gospel. This is the good news. Tell everybody there's a God who saved you. Yes. Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin. Why? For his seed remaineth in him. That seed is the seed of the word of God. Like when you're planting a garden and you put a seed in the ground, it has to go inside of you and die so that it can bring forth fruit. The word of God has to go inside of you and you have to die to you. This is a death that we're being called to, a death on the cross, death to our own ways. He that enters the rest of God cease to his own works. You have to cease from your own works. You have to go to the cross. You have to crucify the flesh, not fight against it, kill it. Your own flesh, you, nobody else can do it for you. You have to do it for you. Kill those fleshly desires is what the Bible's saying. That's what the Lord says to do. And he wants us to do it so that we could be free from it, folks. For uh, his seed remaineth in him and he cannot sin because he's born of God. That change happens from the inside out, folks. And it's not a license to do wrong. This is a reality. The Lord God is working himself in you and he's moving in you and you are starting to do all the things that you would have never done before. Reading, praying, seeking the Lord, going out on the street from, you know, all day long, feeding people, giving up. You're doing this thing, giving, you know, you're doing these things with 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 nothing back, loving your enemy. You're doing all of the things that the Lord is telling you to do and you wouldn't have done those things otherwise. You know, you wouldn't have done those things. I wouldn't be doing this for just me. <laughs> no, folks, this is because the Lord is working in me, you know? And so, yes, you might not want to get up and go to church and do this and do this, but do it. Put yourself on the cross. Follow Jesus. And Jesus goes to church all the time. Hallelujah. So get in there. Uh, for his seed remaineth in him and he cannot sin because he is born of God. Now, Jesus said, you'll know them by their fruits. So let's go ahead and pay attention to that and read verse uh, 10. In this, the children of God are manifest. Here we go. And the children of the devil, right? Uh, Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God. Neither he that loveth not his brother. And you see, you got to love people into the kingdom of heaven. You got to be patient and kind and have understanding and pray for wisdom and pray for love. If you have a tough time loving people, then talk to the Lord about it because he knows. And he can save you from that by putting love for people inside of your heart. Bible says we have to love God with all of our heart. (coughs) And we have to love our neighbor as our own selves. That means you're going to tell your neighbor about the Lord. That means you're going to not go sin with your neighbor and be like, you know, hey, neighbor, uh, I see you sinning and I don't even care about it. I just want you to be happy with you in the flesh. No, no, no. You want to tell your neighbor and say, hey, neighbor, listen, the Lord is real. God has a plan for our lives and we have to break our own will so that we can seek what God's will is. Because rarely do those two things just perfectly mesh up. You know, what we want to do is what we want to do, but God has a plan. And even Jesus had to break his own will in the garden when he prayed and said, Father, uh, if there's any other way, let this cup pass from me. Jesus despised the shame of the cross. He never sinned, not a single time. And yet he still 
came, went to the cross, you know, despising the shame. He endured a contradiction of sinners against himself and he never sinned, but he did it because of the father, his love for the father, his love for us. He did it, you know, for God so loved the world that he gave Jesus so that whosoever will believe in him enough to call out to him, realizing your own sinful condition and ask the Lord to forgive you based on the blood that he shed and apply that blood to your soul and then empower you to obey Jesus in the way in which he said, go now and sin no more, <clears throat> lest a worse thing happen unto you, which is you start being inundated with false doctrine, become a reprobate minor. There's a Hebrew 10, 26 experience in there when God cuts the mercy off from you. You know, God knows us very, very, very well. And he could do a number of things in our life that, that, that's going to help us to know him if we will let him. We have to let the Lord work in us. And why wouldn't he? This is our God. This is who we're waiting for. This is the ultimate connection in this world is a connection with the living God. Praise the Lord. So I'm going to pray. Father, I just thank you so much, Lord. I thank you for your peace, Lord. I thank you for your love. I thank you for the hand of mercy, God. I know that's extended out right now. And Lord, I pray, Father God, that you will forgive all the sins of all your people, Lord Jesus, that you'll wash us all in your precious blood, Lord Jesus, that you'll allow us to see you and see where we are and that you'll put an unction in us, oh God, to confess things, Father God. Let the Holy Spirit overshadow us so that we know exactly what we need to ask you for mercy and forgiveness for, Father, because if we don't ask you, then we won't know what to repent of, Lord. And so we we want to make sure that we don't receive an accusation from Satan, but that we hear from the Holy Spirit. And you will always reprove, Father God, the world of sin, the world of righteousness, and the world of judgment. And I thank you for being faithful and true, for being unchanging. And I thank you for being real, O oh God, because you are the reality of all men, O oh Lord Jesus. And I thank you for your mercy and showing, Father God, us that you are God. You could have hidden yourself and just, you know, been not, but you're a good God. And so you've revealed yourself. You are the true light. You are the true way. You are Jesus Christ. And I thank you, Father God. And I pray that you have mercy on the listener. I pray that you lead and guide the listener. I pray, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, that uh, if that per if there's a person listening to this right now that doesn't know you, Father God, I pray that you'll put in them, Lord Jesus, the desire to genuinely seek out you for you, oh God, that you will show them that you are more real than anything in this world. In the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you and I praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so uh, right now I have a testimony for you, and it's a beautiful, beautiful, powerful testimony. You know, and I knew this brother, and uh, he's amazing. He's he's a good, wonderful brother. He's got such a clean, uh, pure spirit. You know, he's seeking God with all of his heart, and uh, I'm just grateful to know this brother. Uh, he actually also has a YouTube channel, and I will put that channel in the link so that you can see because he collects testimonies and he helps people share them and, and uh, he deals a lot with the supernatural so there's other people that he's talked to but he also talked to me and I shared my testimony and so every time I kept talking to him for a while I would only really uh, you know ask him about you know his projects and stuff I never really asked him truly about himself until the Lord was like hey 
you know, let's get his testimony. And then he had urgency, you know, to do what God has said. And he shared his testimony, he met up with me somewhere and, and shared his testimony with me. And when he shared his testimony with me, it was, it blew me away because I said, oh my gosh, I had no idea that you had this grand revelation of God. And I mean, I, I knew it, but I never, I didn't hear it. And I'm telling you, you're going to be blessed and edified. But I'm excited about this testimony. I don't always give an intro to it. Or sometimes I say something after. But this is a beautiful testimony. You, and I hope that it blesses you as much as it blessed me. So check this turn out. Before I get my testimony in. And since I got the chance right now. You know what I'm going to do? I'll testify for Jesus. Voila! Okay, so I'm Marlon, and <laughs> this is how I first got saved. So I first, I feel like I first got saved after I got shot, and I was, I'm, I'm, I'm a survivor of a shooting, and after that I started to dig more into the Bible. Um, so the circumstances was I was illegally making money with some people that I shouldn't have been making money with. And uh, as a result... So you were in the gang life? Mm, uh, nah, this wasn't really... I was, I was affiliated with, with gangs, for sure. So uh, <laughs> I don't really want to talk about that. But um, anyway, so I was affiliated with some people that I shouldn't have been affiliated with. Long story short, they hired some shooters to to shoot me. I'm not sure if they were really trying to kill me or not. It seems so. So I was shot. And the day that that happened, I was shot in my lower back area, lower back region. So I was shot point blank range. I took off running as soon as they started shooting. And um, were you able to run away after you got hit? I was able to jump away after I got hit. I was after I got hit, I wasn't able to run really anymore, but I was able to hop away to the to the neighbor's house and the neighbor didn't um I don't think she called 911, but I called 911 myself and it was a this was a a, a significant moment for me aside from it be, aside from me being shot because I prayed right before I walked out of the door that morning. So right after prayer, I was shot, and there was no exit wounds, but the bullets from the gun went through my car. So that was significant because that doesn't make sense. Like, why would the bullets go through my car but not go through my body? So when I get to the doctor, they're, even they're saying, like, there's something special going on because you're you're still here we're able to let you out today i got out of the hospital the same day that i got shot i was in the hospital for about 12 hours and i got out of there the same day that i got shot i knew that it was god that saved me i didn't know why god had saved me but you knew it was god. but i knew it was god the reason i knew it was god was because I, before i was starting to read the bible before i got shot 
And I found out about Jesus, Jesus being wounded and his bones not being broken. So when I got shot, and I tell you, I wasn't grazed. I was shot at point blank range. No bones was broken from the bullets. That doesn't make sense either. The bullets went through the car. They went, they went inside me and no bones were broken. And the only thing left inside of me after the x-ray was bullet fragments, which doesn't make sense. So where did those bullets go? And I felt like God left those fragments in me to remind me, no, this really happened. Like, don't think that you didn't get shot. Like, you got shot. Like, I saved you. So I would cry out to God and he still wouldn't say anything. So I didn't understand really what, I didn't know if I was supposed to change my life right then or if I was supposed to wait. So I just changed my life just in case because I didn't want to chance it. So that's what happened to me. That's why I'm a follower of God and Christ right now. This was two years ago. This was two years ago, 2021 in August. How has your life changed? My life has changed tremendously. Um, I've, because I keep seeking, because I, because I sought after God, he's revealed more and more of the spiritual realm to me. Um, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen a demon. Like I've been attacked by a demon and been saved in Jesus name. Like I've cried out Jesus name while a demon was present and the, the demon got off, off of me because of, because of the name of Jesus. So that was, that's one instance right there. I seen demons casted out of my good friend. He's still my friend to this day. We're actually doing a podcast together. And well, you got two with the, the <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I seen that with my own eyes. The, the whole church shut down. It actually, actually, that's, that's a, that's a separate testimony in itself. We survived. We both survived. That day we survived a gas leak that was inside the church. Everybody evacuated the building that day. But we were left in there with my pastor casting out these demons. And um, we didn't know that everyone had left the church because we was in the back room. So after we opened our eyes, also I mind you, while while our eyes was closed and the pastor was praying for him, for these demons to come out of him. We couldn't hear anything in the church. I don't know what that was about, but we couldn't hear anything. And at first we could hear everything. Like we could hear the pastor talking because this was going on during a church, a church service. But we, um, we opened our eyes. So when we opened our eyes after the prayer, we could hear again. And um, everybody was outside of the church. So I feel like that was God that cut off our hearing while we were praying. And um, so wait, you couldn't hear. We couldn't hear anything. Okay, okay. So let me just say, uh, so that's just very interesting because when I had the demons cast out of me in my front, you couldn't hear the demons being cast out, right? You couldn't hear that. Anything going on outside of the room. Wow. And it was a whole church service going on outside of the room. So when I had the demons cast out of me, I was in my front room. And our house is old. You know, you can't hear. You could hear anything. I can hear people coming in the front door. My grandmother, who's uh, 80, 80 years old, sleeps in the back. right, The room right behind where I was being thrown all over. You know, banging, smashing, screaming. You know. 
my grandmother, uh, my, my aunt was upstairs actually. She had cancer. She needed a rest. You know, we were often quiet because she didn't hear a single thing. Wow. Nothing. And, 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 and nothing. I mean, the, 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 I'm banging on the walls. The room was torn up afterwards, you know, but amen. Amen. Go ahead. Yeah, that's crazy. So, is it still on? Okay, so that happened. And um, I'm trying to think of what else has happened. It's been a lot. It's been a lot. I, I, um, God has shown me dreams since then. And um, the dreams have came to pass. After sometimes 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 they come they happen right away sometimes they don't happen for maybe a month or so or but this happened after me meeting a woman that got that constantly got dreams she told me that God would give me the dreams and I thought she didn't know what she was talking about I'm like how are you gonna tell me what God is gonna do and she's like she sounded sure so I'm like whatever I'm gonna pray I'm gonna just pray about it and surely God did start giving me dreams prophetic dreams so. It is a real thing. Now you have dreams. Now I have dreams. Now I have dreams. I did not always have these dreams. For a long time of my life, I couldn't remember my dreams. So that's how I know for a fact it's God. Like, it's God doing his thing. And also, I think according to Scripture, um, God is not the only one that sends dreams. That's right. So be careful. Pray. Pray. <laughs> Pray when you get a dream. If it's not lining up with the word, it's probably not from God, so pray. Is there anything you would say right now to somebody, maybe in your same position, you know, that you were in before you knew God? Is there anything you would say to them uh, right now? What I would say to them is humble yourself before the Lord. Do not assume, do not think that God owes you anything. He's already given you everything. You already have life in your body. He doesn't have to give you anything else. If he, if he didn't give you anything else right now, he's already gave you all that you need. So humble yourself, wait on his timing, and just keep seeking him. Do not pray one time, and if nothing happens, give up. Do not do that. Pray until you see things, and then keep praying. Don't stop praying. Keep praying, because if you stop... <laughs> You might miss on God. You might miss God's best, and you do not want to miss God's best. Like there is nothing else more important in this life than God. I don't care what you think. I don't care what you love. Everything else is extra. God is the only thing that matters. God and the Son of God, Jesus Christ. That's it. Give up your life for God, and you and you gain. You gain your life. <laughs> That's all I can say. Amen, brother. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you, man. I really appreciate you. All right. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You know, up in heaven, we're going to be pretty much uh, having church all the time. It's always going to be church up there. We're always going to be worshiping. We're always going to be praising the Lord. The earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ and all of his wonderful works. And if we kept ourselves in an atmosphere or an attitude where we're always in service to God and, and, and that, that also offering the sacrifice of thanksgiving to God continually, uh, walking around, singing praise in our heart, having a psalm in our heart, uh, praying for other people, 
preaching the gospel to people, preaching the gospel to ourselves, literally saturating ourselves with the word of God. It's like just inviting the Holy Spirit to be present with us all of the time. It is, it, it can, it can, it is possible, especially if we can get everybody in the church on the same page that all of us make an agreement that we're going to constantly keep ourselves focused on the things of God as much as possible in our own life. And then when we come together and we are in community and fellowship with each other, then it's just going to bounce around. It's going to be like we're walking around with each other. Everybody's just sprinkling clean water on each other all day long. And we're going to just be worshiping God. That's how we join together. That's how us worshiping God this way is, is, is that's how the church receives and walks in power and authority. That's how bondages are broken. That's how strong spiritual truths are received is through the grace of God. It's through the Holy Spirit working in and through us to accomplish his will. And, um, you know, the church of Jesus Christ is glorious. The church of Jesus Christ is beautiful. You know, she's edified. She is she is chaste. You know, she is uh, trimming her, her lamp. She's full of oil. She's full of the Holy Spirit. When I walk into a church or anywhere, I don't need to go into church and, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm, I'm going to the church. I'm clapping my hands. I'm glad when they say, uh, let's go into the house of God. I'm glad about it. And I go in and I'm, I'm ready to worship and praise the Lord. But my heart is focused on worshiping and praising God. So I don't, so, you know, and so I don't go into church and I'm dry or I go into church and I just got nothing, you know, uh, no, no, nothing to praise about or, you know, just empty. And uh, you can't be that way. You need to be able to help usher in the spirit of God. When you walk up into the house of God, you need to be also there ready to uh, invite the Lord in so that, you know, the Lord can anoint the message and the Lord can anoint the music. Uh, and so that we could start getting a taste of the, the world to come, you know, especially when we come together as a body, that's such an important thing. And, uh, everybody needs to be a part of a body of believers where people know the real you and they're accountable. So sometimes when I get the youth, uh, what I like to do is, uh, I, instead of preaching a message to them, I will, we stand up one by one and, uh, you know, we talk, you know, I stand up. Now, some of the kids don't like to talk that much. So I ask them questions and we just stand there in front of everybody. We just talk, you know what I mean? And we bring a lot of things to the surface and we talk about each other's lives and each other's walks. It's a chance for us to pray for each other, to, uh, give some advice, to, uh, to, uh, encourage each other. It's a very loving atmosphere. You know what I mean? It's a very loving atmosphere, and I'm trying to learn to live my life in a way where I am loving people and loving them. Even if I don't love the things that they do, a man, you do not have to love the things that people do, but you do have to love them. And the Lord always lets me say things to people, and he trusts me with that because he knows that, number one, I've got many, 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 many battle scars, uh, lots. And uh, also, he knows that my heart is in the right place. You know, whenever I correct, it's always with love in my heart and joy in the Holy Spirit. And, uh, you know, I always do it because I always believe that the person I'm correcting is capable of more. I never correct somebody if I don't think, well, number one, if the Lord doesn't commission me to do so. But I, I, it's always, I always think that the person 
that uh, I'm correcting, I'm, I see them as being so much more capable, you know, and it's almost unfair that they would uh, diminish the light that is in them. You know, amen, there's so much more of God in them. And, uh, you know, so Paul was saying, you know, I travail until Christ be formed in you. You know, uh, you're my joy, you know, my crown of rejoicing. I'm so thankful, you know, when a person is able to receive correction and I correct them and I know it's coming from uh, that it's coming from the Holy Spirit and directly into them, and I know that they're receiving it. And that is one of the most beautiful things because uh, not a lot of people are positioning themselves in a place to really be confronted with the truth of God's Word uh, on a personal level. And that is actually one of the most edifying things you can do. That's one of the most edifying things you can do for uh, anybody, a child even. You know, some of these people are just sugar coating and hugging kissing children when some of these children need the devil rebuked out of them the bible says foolishness is bound in the uh the heart of a child but the rod of correction will drive it from him and not the earthly rod of your anger and wrath as you beat your child in some you know demonic that's demonic but really it's you need the rod of correction the, the lord jesus christ the holy spirit uh the word of god and also you know for young children i i i'm technically not supposed to say this over a podcast but i'm not big enough to go to jail so i'll say it so you do need to spank your kids uh you, they need that because they're in bondage to the foolishness amen and then uh when you give them that rod of correction it'll free them from being in bondage to doing the wrong thing. And you're in bondage to Satan and to sin and to rebellion. But when you get the rod of correction, the Lord releases you from that. And afterwards, there's a peaceable fruit of righteousness. Now, if you're a parent with a kid and you're thinking about beating your kid, what you should do is wait until you're not angry anymore. So, you know, tell your kid to get out of your face and go upstairs and wait for a long, long time. And then when you're not angry at all and you've got nothing but love in your heart and you're satisfied and happy and you're totally in control uh then go ahead and give them a little spanky spank and then um you know yeah give them a little spanky spank look people need kids need to be spanked because if they're not spanked and it has to be done with love and again if you wait hours then you're not angry and you're in total control so the devil can't get into those things and cause you to actually hurt your children because what hurts more than physical pain on your kids is actually the pride of you know that rod or that switch you know, uh, smacking into that's that's a there's a humbling process that takes place. My grandmother once slapped me in the back of my head when I was sitting on the couch facing the TV. I was watching TV, and this is many years ago. I was watching TV, and uh, her bedroom was behind where the couch was, so you could come out of her bedroom and go into the living room, and there was the couch, and then the TV was in front of the couch. So I was sitting on the couch watching TV, and I guess she called my name. <clears throat> Not I guess I know she called my name and um, and said, "Hey, come here," or something. She was saying, and I it, I I reply. I said something to her. I was like, you know. I'll be in there, or I said, just give me a minute, or something I said, and she, uh, <coughs> excuse me, and she, uh, next thing I know, she just, I felt her hand slap the back of my neck, so next thing I know, my whole body got just red, my skin was just like burning up, it was, it was, my neck was open and exposed, ready for her to just, 
And she did it and didn't say anything to me. And I was so mad at that. And I turned around and what? Because she interrupted my piece too. And I looked at her like, wait a minute. And then immediately I was humbled and she's pointing her finger at me. She said, I'm your grandmother. Don't you ever ignore me. And, uh, well, Nana, I'm not ignoring you. <laughs> Amen. But, you know, that stayed with me. And it wasn't that it was so painful. What it was is it was it was very humbling. And, uh, you know, it reestablished that authority that no matter how old I get, because I was a grown man, no matter how old I get, uh, I will you I will respect my elders. And now, you know, you can't be demonic and be punishing your kids and giving them like, you know, soap to eat or doing, you know, letting the devil influence you over your children. If that's you, you need to turn yourself into the police and uh, give your children away. Because um, to the the right way, you need to turn yourself into police and tell them that you're not mentally stable to have kids, because you don't want to, uh, you know, you don't, you you can't be the devil to them. You can't be abusing them. So pray for wisdom and know that the Lord's going to hold you absolutely accountable for every single thing you do to these kids. That you're borrowing your kids from the Lord, right? And uh, he's going to hold you accountable for how you raise them. That's why you're supposed to raise them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. <clears throat> he says, suffer the little children to come on to me. You know, uh, I don't have kids, but people are like children. We're all children of the Lord. You know what I mean? And sometimes you have a grown man that has that doesn't know very basic things. He's just totally unaware. Uh, he's got the spiritual maturity of a potato. And so they don't know nothing. So no matter how old they are, they still have to be fed like little bitty babies. You have to feed them little milk of the word of God. You got to say, okay, brother, sister, this is the Bible. This is what you got to read. And then you go and it says, okay, uh, obey them that have the rule over you. Do good and communicate. You know, humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him because he cares for you. You know, it says in First Peter is where I'm reading this from. Uh, hallelujah. Let me go into this, but we're going to go into James. In a minute, we're going to go into James because I also got something special here. Uh, so uh, there is a new podcast coming out. Hallelujah. Yes. Uh, there's a new podcast I'm starting. It's called the Jasher Podcast. And so in the Jasher Podcast, I'm going to try to have people on who have a different opinion from mine and, you know, people who have our opinion opinionated, period. But uh, I'm always going to be talking from a Christian perspective, and I'm very opinionated because I'm very persuaded in my mind of the things that the Lord has taught me. Uh, what the Lord has taught me, I'm accountable to the Lord for. And so that's why, you know, I stand very firmly behind uh, what I believe because the Lord is the one who showed me. Now, that does not mean I can be without correction because I... Uh, the Lord will correct me and I re will receive from anybody as long as it's the Lord because it's the Lord, you know, and so if you show me something in scripture, I'm with it immediately. Uh, but, you know, uh, it has to be the Holy by the Holy Spirit and I'm, you know, it is what it is. So, the, but the Lord, he is the one who has taught me doctrine. He's taught me very, very clearly. You know, and so what I'm what I learn, what I know comes from the Holy Spirit. And so, uh, yeah, I don't just waver. So I need so I'm going to have other people on here and some are going to be Christians and some are not going to be Christians uh, and just get different perspectives and have a conversation. I'm very excited about this podcast. I'm actually going to play a snippet of a conversation. I'm calling it with 
the kid and uh, you'll you you if you get on Facebook you type in the Jasher podcast you'll see what I'm talking about uh, but I'm gonna play that and just show you a little bit of what that podcast will be like and then I'll have updates for when that actually does come out which may be a little bit of time from now so let me read a little bit of this and then uh, we'll get into James Hallelujah so this is First uh, Peter chapter five it says the elders which are among you I exhort who am also an elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. So he said, I'm an elder. And so, yeah, so I'm gonna I'm I'm, I'm gonna exhort the elders, but I'm also an elder. So, you know, it, it does I'm gonna exhort you too. It doesn't matter. The Bible says we should all be subject one to another in the fear of the Lord. So if somebody comes over with the Bible and they says, This brother is the right way, then you just follow in that path. Not because you're submitting to them, but you're submitting to the Lord. You're submitting to the word of God because the word of God is the ultimate authority in all of our lives. The Lord loves us. So you want to show the Lord how much you love him. Amen. And it's also really good. It helps you to stay away from besetting sins. It gives you a covering. You make a covenant and you're walking not alone, you know, or according to what you feel or think. Instead, you're in an agreement that you'll be held accountable. My leader holds me accountable to things and, um, you know, and that's what's important. We have to be uh, one. Otherwise, we're not uh, of the Lord like that. You know, the Lord's not. The Lord, our God, is one. <laughs> Amen. So he says, uh, so the, here, the authority is that, that he has to exhort is he says, I'm a witness of the sufferings uh, of Christ and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. I'm on my way to heaven. You're on your way to heaven. Let me exhort you. You can exhort me. Let's just get past ourselves so we can focus on what's happening. Verse 2, feed the flock of God, which is among you. Do you hear? Uh, because you're supposed to do that. When you meet another Christian, you're supposed to be able to edify each other. One time I met somebody and they came up to me and the, one of the first things they said, oh, hi, hi, hi. And they're like, what can I pray for you about? You know what I mean? I was like, man, praise the Lord. Way to just walk in the spirit of God. Like, thank you, Jesus. Uh, we're supposed to do that. We're supposed to feed the flock of God. You should have an answer ready for everybody. You know, uh, you should be able to be, if you're walking in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will reveal things to you and then he'll reveal the right wise way for you to be able to deliver his message. You know, because the message of God must be heard. Feed the flock of God, which is among you taking the oversight thereof not be so you know take the oversight if you got it take the oversight not by constraint you see you're supposed to speak up that's telling you to speak up amen take the oversight thereof come on look out for people look out for situations tell people oh no don't do that because it could lead to this or tell them go ahead do this so that it can lead to this you understand it's a double-edged sword. You're supposed to be able to use it, and it's always going to be for good because the law of the Lord is perfect in converting the soul. Hallelujah. Not by constraint, but willingly. Not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind. You see, you want to be ready just to see the Lord formed in people. He's so good. So I want you to look as much. I want you to be, I want it to be Jesus in you. So when I, you know, so, so, cause when I go visit you, I'm visiting Jesus and you should want the same thing, you know, for Jesus to be in me. So it can be Jesus. You don't want me to get up 
uh, and preach or me to get up and do this podcast. You don't want it to be me, you know, brother preach. You want it to be Jesus. You want to hear a, a word, a, a word from God. And uh, that's what that's what it should be. We should be able to give a word in due season. How good is it? You know, there should be safety among a multitude of counselors. Not foolish jesting and small talk, which isn't bad, but hey, how old are you? Verse three, neither being lords over God's heritage, but being examples to the flock. So I, on this podcast, as I talk to you from here, uh, I'm, I'm saying what I say, you know, I'm very, uh, there's a rod of iron that's here and, uh, you know, that's not going to change because, uh, this is from the Lord and I love him. But when I'm out, I'm not, the, the uh, you know, I don't lord over people. My mother does think that I can be a little bit of a dictator, but I'm a, you know, I'm stern in what I believe. And, uh, you know, that helps me. I don't like being wishy-washy or weak sauce. And I, I think that, you know, there's enough people around me to where I can showcase or preach. I preach heavy messages, but, you know, when I'm around people, I try to be very meek and I try to always prefer them and let them speak and let them, you know, be first. And I take the low seats. You know, I'm very, very, very meek and gentle, you know. Uh, Paul, Paul's letters are weighty. And bold, but when I'm, but when he's, you know, when he's around people, that's wasn't the image, because it wasn't necessary. But he can be, you know, just like me, I can be. But uh, you know, I'm I'm ready to serve, you know. So, Amen. Uh, neither be as lords over God's heritage, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, hallelujah, you shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away because you're ministering to the brothers and sisters. And God loves that. Hallelujah. He loves it. Amen. You want to hear some uh, weak sauce messages? There's plenty of that stuff floating around on YouTube. On this podcast, you're going to be hearing uh, some exhortation. That's good for you specifically. You know, hallelujah. Verse 5, likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Here it is. Yea, all of you be subject one to another. Hallelujah. You hear that, homie? Be subject one to another. Amen. Amen. And be clothed with humility, for God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. You see, because when you're humble enough to listen to the word of God, no matter who it's coming from, when you know that the Lord is speaking to your ears, then you will be uh, receiving from God. After you re humble enough to hear that, you know, somebody comes to me with scripture, I am definitely going to be at attention and I listen and I'm, oh, amen. And then I get closer to God <clears throat> because he sent that person or he puts you in place to get that correction because he doesn't like something that you are allowing. And so the Lord doesn't want you to do that. He, so he's brought someone to come and tell you to make it plain for you. And uh, you got to appreciate that very much. That's a blessing. You person, that's a blessing, man. That's a really good blessing. And you should be very happy. I would be very happy. Hallelujah. Uh, yea, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility. Well, how dare you say that to me? 
How good do you think you are? That's what I used. Mm-mm. Let me just leave that a little bit. How do you think you are? How dare you shout out to me? Judging me, judge, judge. I don't know. I don't want to go down that road right now. But hey, man, get over yourself. Ooh, yes, get over yourself. Because that's what you're full of, self. You're full of self, and uh, yourself needs to get on the cross. So you cannot be you. You know, you should be, let Jesus be Jesus and not be full of yourself. You know, because that's you exalting yourself and you being <coughs> this, uh, thinking you're better than Jesus. You know, no one wants to uh, be around you. You know, shallow McShallow. People want to be edified by Jesus. They want some uh, depth in them. You know, they want to be able to talk to somebody that's got some sense or that's that's about the his father's business. They don't want to sit up there and play patty cake with their words or, uh, you know, I know I definitely don't. Paul said, they who seem to be somewhat whatsoever they were, it makes no difference to me. They who seem to be somewhat, you're supposed to be some important person, but you add nothing to me in conversation. You, know, you add nothing to me in conversation. I'm disappointed. You know what I mean? So, amen, brother. You just keep on uh, dilly-dallying. And, uh, you know, hopefully one day you'll be able to not be so superficial in everything you do. You know, you probably don't even know it. And God can save you from that. So just humble yourself and start learning the word of God from people who are going to really be able to. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, it's just, you know, ugh. it's a bad uh, place to be. So you just humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him because he cares for you. Well, I don't want to look like this. No, I don't want to look like this. I don't do that stuff. You know what I mean? I'm so grateful that God speaks to me at all. I'm so happy about it. I just It just fills me up. And so uh, I'm so grateful. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't do that stuff. It's part, partly why I can't say exactly what it is that you say. But I mean, if I, you know, dwell on it a little bit, I'm sure I could probably, the Lord would reveal it. You, I just, you know, amen. Let's, uh, I want to move on from you, but I feel like the spirit of the Lord is kind of pushing me to, you know, focus on this just a bit, but I don't, you know, I don't have to, Amen. Because uh, there's liberty here. And this podcast, I've got a, I'm so excited to share this next piece with you guys. Uh, this is a snippet from the Jasher podcast, which is going to be coming out. I hope that you are ready. It's going to be wonderful. I'm so grateful to God uh, just for being able to serve him. And um, I'm excited for the things that I feel the Lord is going to do and the people that I believe God is going to be able to reach with this. So, uh, without further ado, here is a, a snippet of the new upcoming podcast, The Jasher Podcast.
And I guess I should say that I, I called it the Jasher podcast uh, because it is named after the book of Jasher, which is a book in the Bi- uh, that's not in the Bible, but it is mentioned twice in the King James Bible. And it's a good book. I do believe it is of the Lord for sure. So, okay, here we go. Here is the Jasher podcast. All right. So, uh, here I am right now with uh, Josiah, right? Yep. Go ahead, tell people your name. My name is Josiah. And how old are you, Josiah? I am 13 years old. We are from Africa, West Africa, Togo. Yep. Right, so you'll spend this next time, this five years, you're going to spend doing what? Seeking the Lord? Amen. Seeking the Lord, reading the Bible? Yep. Praying? Is that right? Is that right? Is that right? Tell me what you're going to be doing in this five years. Five years? What's your five years seeking the Lord plan? Five years seeking the Lord? Well, my goal is to preach the gospel to all worlds. You know, what I want to do is I want to be a preacher. That's why I feel like the gift God has for me is preaching because I remember once, like last week, I was preaching to this Muslim kid. When I was preaching, and he said that I was speaking too loud. And I was like, well, are you ashamed of Allah? And then I started screaming out, Jesus is king, and Jesus is coming back, and then he ran away from me. So, like, you know, that's what I want to do. I want to keep on serving the Lord and keep on doing what he wants to do. I want to be used by God. Amen. Because the Bible says one of, if you hurt these little children, it would be better if a milestone was tied to your neck and you were thrown into the sea. That's right. Amen. I'm <laughs> laughing because, you know, God is good. And uh, is you're right. The Bible says, suffer the little children and forbid them not for of such is the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. You know, the Lord has anointed you to be able to speak the gospel. Is that right? Yep. Yeah, you do. You, you preach the gospel on TikTok already. Is that right? Yep. And you have a desire to live holy or like the world. Tell me your desire. Holy, forever, holy and holy. Why do you want to be holy forever? Because the world is evil, and I don't want to be a part of this world. Because this world gives you only a bit of pleasure, but God gives you a whole cup of pleasure that is overflowing. You know what I'm saying? Look, brother, I'm rooting you on. Keep preaching. <laughs> Come on, let's hear this message. Hallelujah. So you know that's why you gotta choose. You gotta choose God because the world, again, the Bible says, broad is the way to death and narrow is the way to life. And you know, I'm gonna do every effort, like Jesus told us to do, do every effort to get into the kingdom of heaven to go into heaven you know i'm gonna do everything i can now that doesn't mean i'm gonna do works but you know i'm gonna still get other people to because the bible tells us to save souls too hallelujah lead people to jesus is that right amen and so do you think the lord is gonna uh do you think your family's gonna see your your example how how much you love the lord and you think that's gonna make them want to be close to god or 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 you think it's gonna make them angry well you know God has been giving my my dad many signs, you know, because, you know, my dad almost died a couple of times from almost a car accident. He's been having heart problems. He's been having dreams. So much of that has been happening to him. So I really feel like God is calling my dad. And I'm not sure if my dad is going to accept that call because, like the Bible says, all are called but few are chosen. I don't know if my dad is chosen. I don't know if he's going to accept the call that God is giving to him because it's so clear. He he, he he knows, but his heart is hard. He doesn't want to believe in that. He's scared. He's scared to believe in that. So, you know, 
And you know, and no, we're, we're unbelieved by faith that your dad is chosen. Amen. In amen. Jesus' name, he is chosen. Yep. And amen. He will answer the call in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. He will answer the call and he will see your faith and glorify God. And he will know that, uh, you know, there's a God in heaven and that the Catholic Church is of the devil. He will know that for sure. Because yep. I've talked to your dad, right? Mm -hmm. I, I come over, I've talked to your dad, right? Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, uh, I know that your dad is a man who does love God. Mm -hmm. And but he is he is just he, he is also he all and I hope you hear this <laughs> brother I love you this is the truth but mm -hmm. your dad also is uh he's clinging on to the tradition right he yeah. said he said he said he was born a Catholic you know he is a Catholic man he's gonna that's how he wants to be he's Catholic you know and he's chosen that based on the tradition mm -hmm. and not based on the dictates of scripture he's a prayer he's a man who does want to come into the Lord and and see the Lord however the Bible talks about people who honor the Lord with their mouth but he says their heart's far from him. And mm -hmm. so that's what happens when you go into Catholic church and you stay in the Catholic church. You want to honor the Lord, but then eventually in your heart, that gets pulled out. You know what I'm saying? Because you're dishonoring God with exactly. those traditions. And <clears throat> sometimes people don't know that. You know, they don't realize that that's what's happening. You know, they're unaware. But that's why it's important for God to give dreams and visions and to anoint you uh, uh, to be able to go ahead. And the Bible says, don't think I've come to call peace mm -hmm. in the house. Right. Mm -hmm. He said, I have not come to bring pre peace. To he bring said, he, uh, go ahead. Say what he say he's come to bring? bring a sword to bring a sword. Right. Yeah. He said, your foes will be they of your own household. And this is why. This is why, you know what I mean? It's not because of, you know, somebody's feet stank or somebody's something silly like that. Mm -hmm. It's because one person says, no, the word of God says this and I want to stand on it. And the other person says, you can't stand on that because I don't like that or whatever it is. And that is the division that comes in one's own household. Amen. Mm -hmm. So this is going to be a, a challenge for you that you're going to see, you know, God's hand moving in this whole situation, right? Yeah. This is going to be something that plays out before you. Because this is you're serving the real God, am exactly, I right? Exactly. Yep. You're not serving a fake God, are you? No. Nope. No, you're serving the real God, and the mm -hmm. real God is a real God of Scripture, and and He requires us to truly seek Him, right? Mm -hmm. And so, are you praying for your family? Tell me about that. Yep, I'm always praying for them. My dad, I've been praying for him the most out of everybody in my family because I know his situation. My mom, she is like on the right path. My brother, he's on the right path, but my dad is like the only one who's just, he's not in the right path. All he sees is darkness. All he's in is the darkness and he has to reach out to the light instead because really on his mind is school, school and school. That's what is in his head. That's what he thinks is going to be the right thing. That's what he thinks is going to get you right. That's what he thinks. He thinks this life is what you really need to focus on. And he doesn't focus on God, you know. And that's and that's 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 not, you know, part of that's 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 that indoctrination of Satan. Right. Exactly. Because the, this government is satanic. And so they want you to think that, you know, especially if you're a foreigner, that education through the schooling system is going to be the way that you get ahead in life. Mm -hmm. But if anything, your generation has completely disproven that from my generation, mm -hmm. because my generation, you know, we grew up thinking that, yeah, you know, we did need school, et cetera, et cetera. But then the generation right after started dropping out of school and making multi-billion dollar deals on YouTube by creating content mm -hmm. and inventing things. And now we've got AI and so coding. And, and, you know, I watched a lot of people graduate and have degrees and then go into a field that had nothing to do with their degree. You know, so I, mm -hmm. I got just as far, just as far uh, with, with work experience, started from the bottom, working my way up. Mm -hmm. Then I did going to some, uh, going to a college college. And then I went to college later on in life, but then I was literally in school 
and in the field I was in, and I talked to my boss and said, okay, after I get this degree, then what am I qualified to make? And they were like, basically, you'll be making the same exact money that you're making now. That'll be the same amount of money that you're making now. That's what you get to make, you know, with a degree. And it was pointless because I was like, what am I going to get this degree for? <laughs> so I can go more and more and more and more in debt. So I stopped that, dropped out. Still got the debt, but you know what I mean? God is good and he is always providing a way. Amen. So you're praying for your family and you are making sure that you are being a good example and just loving Jesus. That's how we're being good examples, right? It's just by loving Jesus. Is that right? Yeah. The Bible That's tells right. us to love God with all our heart. With what? With, with, with all our heart? Yeah. Just all our heart? Is it just all our heart? All our soul. All our soul. Yep. And, and our mind. And our mind. Yep. There we go. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God is good, huh? Amen. Amen. Let's Amen. praise the Lord for a minute. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Thank Jesus. You're holy, God. You, you deserve God. the praise. You Thank, good, you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise your, your holy name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Praise your name, God. You are good, God. You are good, God. You reign forever, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You are great, God. You saved us, Lord. Lord of lords. Praise your name, Alpha and Omega. You are the ruler, Lord. We serve you, God, and you only, God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise your name, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Great are you, God. You're holy, God. Holy. Praise your name, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. You are the ruler of the world. Thank you, Jesus. You reign forever. You are the everlasting God. You are peace, Lord. You are the thing that we need. We need you, Lord. Praise your name, God. The everlasting God. The almighty God. You are mighty, Lord. Praise your name, Jesus. Praise your name. Thank you so much, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise your name, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Bless your name, Jesus. Bless your name, Jesus. It's good to praise the Lord, right? Amen. It's good to praise the Lord. We were praising the Lord early this morning in church, huh? Mm -hmm. You were jumping up. You see that? <laughs> yep. Wasn't that good? Yeah. Wasn't that powerful, huh? Yep. It's powerful to praise the Lord. Yep. Talk about it. Tell me about it. At first, I was scared. Mm -hmm. I was like... He's telling me to do all this, but I was well, like, I just told you to take off running. No, you, yeah, you were already jumping, right? Yeah, you were where you were already jumping. I looked up in the side, you were already off to the side jumping, mm -hmm. right? Because mm -hmm. you praise. Now, yep. I do tell you to praise, don't I? Mm -hmm. I what I tell you before church starts. You told me that we're in a spiritual warfare. So that's what I remember. That's what I remember when you were telling me this. That's the truth, I imagined folks. me fighting demons, you know. So I was like, nah, nah, let me stop listening to the devil and let me start praising. So that's why I was Amen. like, come on, let me get over there. So where'd you go? So, you know, I went I went straight to the side and then started preaching. Yeah. No, and then Mona, Mona Cedar called me too. So uh -huh. then I saw them jumping too and I was like, it was so good. And then I started feeling the Holy Spirit and Hallelujah. I just kept on and that's when Jumping. I saw you because I started feeling the Lord and I was like, uh-oh, this is about to take off. We're about to have <laughs> praise. We need to praise. Come on, let's jump in the yep. river. So then I pointed at you and I said, I said, because I was up in the sound booth, I said, mm -hmm. just hunt. I'm like, run. Just run, brother. Just run, run, run. You know what I mean? Run, mm -hmm. run, go. And you were like, what? What's inside? <laughs> and so then I was up there with Junior too, who was also up in the sound booth. And I was like, Junior, just get down there and just run. Somebody's got to run. Then I pointed at Aisha. I was like, Aisha, run. You got to run. And uh, really, the Lord wanted me to run. <laughs> really, the Lord wanted me to run. Yeah. And so that's when I put on my uh, I put on my cut and I ran downstairs. And, and then I was like, mm, do I want to? And I was like, oh, yeah, let me run in there. I ran in there. I've got to get up to the front to praise, you know, yeah. because 
praising really is that's this warfare praise battles are won in praise and prayer you know the the lord would actually put the praisers in front of the warriors sending them into the battle so that when the enemy saw the children of israel coming to do battle haha, mm -hmm. the children of israel would be praising they're celebrating the victory <laughs> amen, yeah. before they even got to battle. <laughs> and you know that had to be real bad for the enemy to look and yeah. see and say what are they celebrating before the war what and so you know because god moves on behalf of his people and the bible says the lord lives in the praises of his people and that's Amen. powerful that's a powerful place to be is to be praising god knowing that the lord who is holy is inhabiting the praises of his saints and exactly. you know, that's how we that's how we the joy of the lord is our strength and so when we praise the lord that joy comes down amen yeah. mm -hmm. amen uh, uh psalm 22 verse 3 says you yet you are holy enthroned on the praises of of Israel, Hallelujah! He lives. He's sitting on those praises. That's from the new intern. Uh, I'm sorry, just kidding. Not the new international version. <laughs> I would never. <laughs> uh, I got had had you for a second, didn't I? No, that's from the. Uh, that's from the. Uh, on this on this channel, you we we throw shade at the uh, at the NIV Bible. But let me tell you something. Do we hate anybody that reads the NIV Bible? No. Do we think less of them? Love thy neighbor as you love yourself. That's right. Love thy neighbor as you love yourself. We just don't typically, you know, we don't we don't mess with that weak sauce. <laughs> no, just kidding. We like our scripture accurate. No, I'm yeah. kidding. <laughs> I'm 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 half kidding. <laughs> Hallelujah. But the King James version of the Bible says Psalm 22 verse 3 says, "But thou art holy, thou that O thou that inhabitest." the praises of Israel. So when we praise and thank the Lord, right, we feel the joy of God coming right on down and he sits in us, right? We yeah. start praising, you start feeling his presence. Yeah. That's where he lives, right there in those presence. And so once we feel that, as you can tell now, this is on tape, so uh, I'll be able to go back. You could hear where Josiah began to actually speak in tongues during the praises. I don't know if he was all the way aware of what was happening there, but I could definitely hear that uh, that coming out. You're laughing. Go ahead, tell us why what you're thinking and why you're laughing. Well, not gonna lie, you know, I've been scared of speaking tongues because I, because what I've been thinking in my head is like, yo, what if I'm not actually speaking a tongue and then it's just myself <laughs> and then and then the, and then like I'm, I'm like I'm shouting it out and then the pastor's like, who's gonna interpret it? Like that's what that's what is so, so, so let me say that. So, so number one. You say you, you say you you worry. What if you just speak in the tongues by yourself? Okay, let me ask yeah. you. When was the last time you did that? Uh, when was the last time you just spoke in tongues on your own? Like three weeks ago. I mean, without the Lord. Like without, never. Yeah. Yeah, never. So you never have to be no, worried yeah. about whether or not it's just. Yeah. You. What if you're just making yourself do this, right? Yeah, because you're right. Because be every time I do it, I'm praising <laughs> God. So yeah, that doesn't make so sense. So yeah, that yeah. doesn't make sense. Though. See the devil, yeah. he be a liar. Yeah, amen. <laughs> His lies don't make no sense. Whatever. That does, yeah. yeah. And I heard you starting to speak tongues. Were you starting to speak tongues now, or did you feel it? Did you, were you were you yeah, going to? I did, did you? Yeah, I did feel it. I, it was gonna come out. It was already the, coming yeah. out because I could hear it in your words. You were praising. You were like, mm. I was like, uh huh. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Though. <laughs> you better deliver that message the Lord's got for you to say because that's a message from God, amen. Yeah, that's the message from God. It's the Spirit, Holy Spirit is praying, mm -hmm. you know. So, I, 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 you know, I, I believe I just believe God is good to us all the time, you know what I'm saying? He's yeah. good to us all the time, so He shows up, 
and he's always going to show up. He never lets us down. People let us down. You, uh, you know what I'm saying? We let ourselves down, but God will never let us down, right? Yeah. He's alive. Amen. Amen. Isn't he alive? Amen. He's, 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 alive. Alive. he's alive. He's alive. He's alive. And he's good to be praised, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. But Amen. thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. Let me tell you something. Praising God uh, is how we get the joy. When that joy comes down on us, how does that make you feel after? Strong? Yep, it does make me strong. Oh, yeah. Yep. Hallelujah. Go yeah. ahead. Talk about it. Talk about it. Tell me about it. <laughs> the joy of the lord does make me strong because it makes me like do things that i would be afraid to do because like you know like today the joy of the lord you know when i was dancing i wouldn't never like you know like back then i used to think that worship music was like kind of like like bad you know what i'm saying but now it's like a different approach and like the joy of the lord when it came upon me i just I just start praising and jumping, you know, yes, and then hallelujah. it feels good, you know. Yeah, because you know you're not jumping alone. You know the yep. Lord is right there. You're exactly. celebrating. Exactly. Let me tell you something. When I was placed inside of a new body, you know, God gave me a vision where I was in the new body. All it was was pure joy. Pure, mm -hmm. constant, happy, happy joy. Yep. Heaven is a joyful place. There's no Debbie Downers up in heaven. Amen. What? Uh, 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 uh. There's not even a moment of downness up in heaven. Amen. Up in heaven, there's pure joy. Yep. That's it. You're so grateful for what Jesus has done, and faith has become sight. Because your flesh is gone. Yes. Yep. Come on, talk about it. Tell me about this flesh. Doesn't the flesh like to make you uh, not praise the Lord? Yep. The yep. flesh makes you like, flesh like tells you, nah, don't do this. You can you can read your Bible later. God mm -hmm. will forgive you. Know the flesh is it's a liar. You know that's why when we're in heaven, we're not gonna be like that because our flesh is gone. That's why Jesus told us to crucify our flesh too. That's right. Yep. That's right. We don't we don't uh, we don't fight the flesh. We kill the flesh. Exactly. Crucify our flesh. And you know what else you just said? You said so like so the devil will tell you, okay, don't praise God and jump up and get into this river, which is really what happens. Mm -hmm. The river of joy is starting. To, the waters are falling. You know what I mean? Yep. And the devil's gonna be like, no. You sit here and then you can read your Bible later. Exactly. Ain't that religion? Yep. That's just how religion works. See, mm -hmm. it's like just like with the Catholics. You know, they tell you, well, you know, you don't gotta. Uh, you can pray to Mary or you can pray to other saints. You know, anybody that has any sense at all that decides to actually research the Catholic Church and look into their doctrines will very easily be able to see its connections to Santa Maria, mm -hmm. Santa Morte. That's, Santa Morte. Is that what it's called? Santa Morte. Yes. That is a variation of the Catholic Church. Come on, mm. folks. You know what I mean? Like, let's yeah. look at it here. This is this is this 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 practice here is directly it's it's an occultic practice that lives exactly. in the Catholic Church. And they Church. say they follow the Bible, but really they go against the Bible. Right. So and so, but the devil is like that. You see, the devil doesn't mind if we pray, the devil doesn't mind if we read, he just doesn't want us to do it in the Holy Ghost. Exactly. Hallelujah. He just doesn't want Man. us to do it in the Holy Spirit. He doesn't want the Holy Lord God to be a part of it. He doesn't want us to repent of our sins and be washed in yeah. the blood of Jesus. He wants us to just, you know, go to church and 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 and, be, and feel good about ourselves, which really is self-worship. That's idolatry. 
right? Which we know is a sin. And so it's a it's witchcraft even. Idolatry is witchcraft. It is. And so uh, you know, the devil he so he's fine with that, but that's why we just say, Get thee behind me, Satan. Amen. You know, we say, I'm not gonna sit up here. That's why I stayed up at the top. Nobody was understanding me. Well, number number one, the Lord definitely he wanted me to go down myself. That wasn't, he didn't want, <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't need me to, to be telling this person to do it. Cause I just felt it like, Ooh, wait a minute. Let's, let's, this, this is the, whoa, it's time to praise right now. Yeah. We're about, we're all doing battle together. And I said, well, I'm going to run down there. Oh no, I have got, I have got to praise. <laughs> I have got to praise. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so that's what he, that's, that's, that's where the Lord takes us. So I'm going to read from first Samuel. And I love this scripture and if you want to hear me talk about this a lot more you can check out my podcast walls come tumbling down christian bible uh podcast i gave it that long name you know why i gave it a long name like that why i don't know <laughs> <laughs> no it's cool though i did i gave it cool. a long name you ever listen to the podcast yeah amen so this is going to be first samuel chapter 15 verse 23 it says for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry because thou hast rejected the word of the lord he also uh, he hath also rejected thee from being king ain't that something yeah. and then if i read that same verse from the nlt which i will often flip back and forth between the nlt and this one uh we'll go to first samuel i was in second samuel we go to first samuel chapter 15 and let's look at that verse 23 it says this is nlt rebellion is as sinful as witchcraft Ooh, i like that and stubbornness as bad as worshiping idols so because you have rejected the command of the lord he has rejected you as king you know sometimes when the lord has told me to do something and i didn't do it i got scared and sad and later on i went back and thought about it and said But you know the good thing about being saved and washing on the blood of Jesus Christ? There ain't no condemnation. Exactly. Amen. So there's no condemnation. So mm -hmm. I say, oh, Lord, I'm sorry I didn't do that. I'm so sorry, Lord Jesus. I should have done that and I didn't do that. Lord, forgive me. Wash me in your blood. And thank you, Jesus. Yep. Back to praise. Amen. <laughs> and the Lord's going to open up that opportunity. He's going to open up a different opportunity, put you back through that, and then you'll do it the next time. Yep. All right, my brother. So is there anything you'd like to say to anybody out there? Uh, any message that you'd like to give to maybe somebody who doesn't know Jesus or somebody who does know Jesus and might be lost in religion or going through a battle? I'm going to give you a couple seconds to speak from your heart. Go ahead. Fear. Get rid of the fear. And it doesn't matter what other people think about you because the Bible says blessed are those who are persecuted. So, you know, when we're getting persecuted as Christians, we're blessed. So, you know, that's why sometimes when people, like, hate me for speaking what I speak, I'm happy, you know? Because, like, come on, I'm blessed in the name of Jesus. I'm Hallelujah. blessed, you know? So just don't fear no more. Don't be scared of what people think you're going to do when you start preaching, when you start dancing for God. David danced for God. Just, just do it. If God is telling you to do it, do it, because it is going to be the best for you. Hallelujah. God's plan is always the best for us. Even if we think that it's hurting us, it's still it's still probably going to shape us into something that God wants us to be. You know what I'm saying? Hallelujah. Amen. And now tell me it's about to, to somebody who doesn't know Jesus. What's one thing you would say? Somebody who doesn't know Jesus, like doesn't believe in God. Yes. Well, let's say they believe in God, but they just, you know, haven't given their lives to Jesus. 
you might think that you've given your life to Jesus, but the Bible says that even believe, demons believe and they tremble at the name of Jesus, you know? So you might think that you believe in God, but really, something's going to happen to you. In Mark, Matthew 7, 22, Jesus said, depart from me, I never knew you. And those people, they were trusting in works. They were trusting in works to save them. So, you know, as if you don't, people who like don't really believe in God what they're gonna say is that oh yeah I believe in God but like you know I'm not reading my Bible as much and stuff because they're trusting in the works but really Ooh. when we're reading our Bible it's to get closer to God because the Bible is basic instructions before leaving earth that's, right. that's what it stands for to me and like you know we got to stay in it. But the Bible isn't going to be the thing getting you to heaven. Only Jesus will. That's why Jesus died on the cross. If if he, um, if he, we don't believe in that, then his death was useless. And then God will judge us by like us reading our Bible and praying. And guess what? We're going to fall short because our good deeds cannot wash away our bad deeds. We've done so much sins. We've broken the law so much. But we need somebody to pay our price. And that's exactly what Jesus did. So you who are not trusting in God you need to believe that the only way is Jesus the Bible says John 14 6 Jesus is the way the truth and the life and no one comes to the father except through him if you're gonna get to the father you need Jesus you know so you making it 100% clear the Holy Spirit in you is making it 100% clear we cannot trust in our own works as far as how much we read the Bible or how much we go to church or how good we look in our community uh, we can't trust in that stuff to call us Christian Exactly. What we have to do is demonstrate faith in the cross of Jesus Christ. Exactly. Is that right? Yep. That's Amen. what other religions believe. That's why Christianity is the only true religion. Every religion will tell you, oh, come on, do this check mark, pray five times, or do this fast, or do these rituals, or read your Quran. That's what they tell you to do. That's what every other religion tells you to do. But Christianity, it, it really isn't even a religion. It's a relationship. It's a relationship. It's a relationship, a relationship with, God. with Jesus. Amen. Amen. A relationship. Amen. Hallelujah. So, you know, we're not like them. We we believe in something else. We believe in the truth, you know. So, you know, because they're not getting saved, you know. They choose their own deeds to save them. But really, we choose the cross to save us. We yes. choose Jesus' blood. He washed it all off with our blood. So that's why you, we're not going to keep. He Thank cleaned you. our state. He can't clean our slate, right? We don't want to keep on dirtying it, that's you know. Right. So that's why we got to, you know, serve him. He said, if you love me, follow my commandments in yes. John 14, 15. Hallelujah. So, you know? Hallelujah. And the Lord also said that uh, in Romans chapter 6, speaking through the apostle Paul, I'm going to flip there right now. Uh, go ahead. Can you read that? Can you read that? Romans chapter 6, verse 1. What shall we say then? Well, shall hold we... on. This is, this is a, this is a, it's a King James version of the Bible. Oh, yeah. King James version. Are you familiar version, with James the King James, James version of the Bible? Yeah. <laughs> you, why are you laughing? Well, I just want to make sure you know that you can. You, so, so this is a King James. So brace yourself. You know, mm -hmm. you're just a child. And I don't know if a little, ch little child can read the King James version of the Bible. Can a little child read the King James Version of the Bible? In the spiritual world, I'm yeah. not a child. Yeah. You know, I'm a wise man. <laughs> <laughs> Glory be to Jesus. <laughs> okay, brother. So go ahead and let's hear that. What's the version of the Bible that you typically read? King James Version. How long have you been reading that? 
ever since I actually started my walk with God to like 2019. Oh, wow. Praise yeah. the Lord. Is it difficult for you? Mm, some parts it's like, you know, it's going to be a little difficult, but like I like praying before I read so that like God gives me understanding, you know, so that I focus in and like lock into the word. So, you know, that's why I honestly understand this and I can read it. Hallelujah. So you can read this right here. Yeah. Hey, man, let's go ahead and read that. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin? The grace may abound. God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead by glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in the newness of life. We should walk in newness of life. Exactly. Hallelujah. That's exact. Go ahead. Yep. And Jesus told us too. He told Nicodemus we got to be born <laughs> again. So that means our old self passes away too. You know, we, we were out of that stuff we don't do those sins anymore not because of works but really because we love jesus because when we truly serve god we have a new love for jesus and like we want to stop doing these bad things because we can't just be like oh god oh it's like punching jesus and then saying oh forgive me lord and then punching him again that's what i feel like it's like when we keep on sinning you know so, you know, we don't want to keep on doing that. We don't want to keep on doing the sin and hurting Jesus, you know, because when we sin, it truly does make God sad. He doesn't like sin. Sin is lawlessness, like the Bible says. So what we want to do is be born again, like Jesus said to Nicodemus, which means our old self passes away. Now, Nicodemus, he thought he meant he was like, yo, how can I go into my mother's womb again? But Jesus was like, no, nah, that's not what it means. What it truly means is our old self has to pass away. All our sins and deeds, that stuff of us it passes away and we're like a new being we want to serve the lord even though we're still gonna sin because again we're born we're in a world where there is all kinds of sin and also our flesh but guess what we don't want to sin anymore we don't willfully want to sin anymore like how we used to you know we feel the conviction of the holy spirit so that's why we start sinning less and start serving more you know hallelujah, hallelujah. you can be so busy for god that you ain't got time to get involved with the devil exactly, right because you yep. I mean? you're so busy for the lord you're <laughs> you're all like jesus said when he said i am always about my father's business amen mm -hmm. amen well my brother it has been an absolute pleasure talking to you what's the name of your t well i'm not going to let you put the name of your tiktok channel on just because you're still a minor mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> amen but god bless you my brother mm -hmm. uh, i love you with the love of jesus thank you for being on the podcast you want to say anything else to anybody right now is there anything you want to say is there anything you want to say all i want to say is god bless you and serve the lord with all your heart amen all amen. your mind and all your soul all too. your soul let's <laughs> praise the lord praise amen thank you, jesus. thank you jesus praise hallelujah 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 thank you jesus thank you jesus i'm so grateful i'm so grateful to be saved by god <laughs> by jesus He's alive. He's good. So uh, let's go ahead. Now we're about to get into the book of James. Look for the Jasher podcast. Uh, I'm hoping to have that out by around Christmas time. At least have a couple episodes. This frequency will not be the same as uh, WTC, WCT. 
TC. I can never do it fast. I, I, I think it'll be so great when I can finally. Walls come tumbling down. Cruise, blah, blah, blah. WCTDCBP. There we go. <laughs> the frequency will never be as much uh, or as, as, as often. Uh, but uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to be. You know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to what God is going to do in this podcast. Um, and so, hey, praise the Lord. And I appreciate you all for being with me on that journey as well. And uh, I hope that as we travel along, I've been with you now for uh, a little while. So I hope you're enjoying yourself. I hope you're uh, having peace right now. I hope that your soul is edified and your mind is uh, at peace because Jesus is the king of peace. So talking about Jesus will bring peace directly into your life. In fact, if you just mention Jesus's name, oh, you just say Jesus. Oh, Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord Jesus. If you really want to feel the presence of God, start singing his name. Say Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I don't know the words to that song, but something about after the like the fragrance after the rain. I don't. I'm not sure, but just you don't even have to know that. Sing a new song, but when you sing praises to the Lord, He is really enjoying that. Uh, you know, because uh, you know you have faith. It takes a person who is full of faith to just be singing praises to the Lord throughout the day. Jesus. Ooh, and then when things go wrong, whoo! <laughs> then sing Jesus. Hallelujah. He is good. And it, uh, uh, let's do that one more time. Jesus. Hallelujah. God is good. He is wonderful. And uh, praising him in the good times, praising him in the bad. Job said, shall we receive the good of the Lord and shall we not also receive the evil? So there was such a bigger picture going on in Job's life. Amen. Well, let's for real this time go into the book of James. And we're going to continue on with James. We just finished James chapter 3. And I'm just so grateful to be able to be reading the book of James. Hallelujah. I'm going to pray once more. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. Like a fragrance after the rain. Hallelujah, Lord. (laughs) I just bless you and I praise you, Father God. I pray that you'll open up this word, Lord Jesus. Open up uh, my understanding, Father God. Open these scriptures wide, Lord. Open the gates, Father God. Write these words in our hearts and in our minds. Guide us through them with the power of your Holy Spirit. And continue, Lord Jesus, to pour out your precious anointing, O Lord Jesus. Pour out your precious anointing, Father God, uh, because there is redemption in you. There is freedom in you. There is salvation in you. There is joy in you, Lord Jesus. And you're in these words, Father God. You live here by the power of your spirit. And those who are discerning and seeking are going to find you because we seek you with the whole heart. And Lord, I just pray that you really breathe on this, Father God. Breathe, oh Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. This is James chapter 4. From whence come... Wars and fightings among you. Come they not hence, even of your lust, that war in your members. This is good because 
you know, in church, around people, walking in the Lord, we're going to have arguments and fights sometimes. We're going to be, somebody's going to be in the spirit, somebody's going to be out of the spirit. It's going to be, you know, yelling back and forth sometimes. It should never get super fleshly like that, but you know, it has before. Um, you know, with me, it has for sure. You know, uh, somebody was yelling at my mom once and, uh, you know, you don't do that. And, uh, you know, so I, I didn't go and attack the person. Uh, but, you know, I was prepared because they seemed like they might be attacking. And also, you're not going to disrespect somebody's mother. Christians aren't uh, punching bags. And we're not cowards at all by any means. And definitely not because we love the Lord Jesus Christ. And, um, you know, so we're not going to be plotting militia, uh, malicious intentions or being uh, evil. You know, we're not going to be walking around puffed up. You know, I'm going I'm to beat you down. You know, I'll beat you down. Arr. No, that's not of the Lord, period. Nothing about that is of the Lord. But, you know, defending our loved ones most certainly is. And, um, you know, so we always pray for peace. We pray for peace. But if somebody's attacking your family, you don't just lay down and let them beat your family. You know, that is uh, not of the Lord. Um, so, yeah, that's not of the Lord at all. So, um but then again, also, you don't go get vengeance. You know, you stop it, but you don't go get vengeance because vengeance belongs to the Lord. And then when you know what the Lord is going to do to those people, you know, when you offend a person who believes in God or you attack the children of God, then God is going to kill people in your family or he'll kill you or give you, uh, you know, some horrible ailment or, uh, you know, he'll curse you with madness in your mind. So you won't be able to have any peace at all. There'll be no soundness in your flesh. Uh, there's plenty of curses in the book of Deuteronomy in chapter 28. And so you better not uh, disturb the people of God uh, because the Lord will get you for that. It's the spirit of Antichrist that comes against the people of God. It's the spirit of Judas always trying to kill Jesus. And uh, we have to cut that out because the Lord will not tolerate that. Not for five minutes. And you got to be careful because you will die that way. And then you'll go to hell and uh, you'll be punished. So that's why we pray for mercy. And that's why we pray for our enemies. We pray for people who, you know, who are going to wind up on God's bad side. We don't want, when, when these people die and they go out into eternity, the way that they will scream at the revelation of darkness alone, you know, at the, when that, that alone, you know, that terror for just that moment is enough for us to not wish that on anybody you know um amen i'm gonna move into keep going into this but there will be wars and fights but the bible says that where they come from is from some sort of lust that is untamed inside of us they are come from our lust and so people are yelling and getting fleshly because they're lustful people they got this pent-up lust living in their flesh from whence come wars and fightings among you? Come they not hence of your lust? Because that lust is a pride in there too. And you know, you, you, you're you lusting for this, you're lusting for that, or you want this, you want that. You're unbroken. And the Lord wants us to be broken by his word. And we're supposed to prefer one another. And you're supposed to uh, not even eat meat if uh, the person next to me thinks that it's a sin. Now, the Bible does say that they're weak in their faith, if you think that way. You are weak. Him that is weak in the faith, receive ye, but not to doubtful disputations. 
And what's that mean? That means when somebody is weak like that and they think that they only can eat vegetables or they, you know, just weak and they just weak minded or in the faith and they, oh, you should not have done. Oh, wow. You know, they say stuff that's not biblical, you know, that we don't have to adhere to. He that is he that is uh, weak in the faith. Uh, receive ye, but not to doubt for two spaces. You receive that weak person, okay? Uh, you receive them into your company, into your church, into your fellowship, but not to doubtful disputations. Let me go to that real quick. And this will, and living this way will prevent these wars and fightings among you because you let the Bible settle your disputes instead of you exercising your own uh, aggression or anger that is not of the Lord. And because there is a way, the Bible does say, be angry and sin not. So don't think that that brother who's yelling at you is uh, full of lust and angry and that he's doing the wrong thing because maybe the Lord has sent him to be this way towards you. You know, maybe the Lord has uh, sent him to do that. I, I know for sure there have been times when I've been so uh, bothered or irritated by somebody. And I'm just like, man, oh, this person. So I go to start searching my heart before the Lord. I'm like, Lord, I don't want to have aught. Oh, God, please help me. Help. Uh, what is this? Uh, what's going on? I, I don't even want to feel this way. And, you know, and then, uh, and then I actually had to go preach. So I had no time to make, to pull him or side or say nothing. So then I went up to go preach, and when I went to go preach, I looked at him, and I was immediately filled up with all this love for this person. I was like, wow, I love them. And the Lord showed me right there and then. It was like, see, that wasn't your irritation with that person or your uh, being bothered with them. It was mine. That, those, that was the Lord's emotion towards that person. That's how it was. And by me not, uh, you know, going with it, which I didn't really interact with them, I stayed a distance. But by me not, you know, if I uh, would have, then I'm sure the Lord might have had me say something or do something that would have been off-putting to this person. They might have thought that I got a problem, but I don't. What it was, was the Lord is putting in me uh, how he feels about this person and by the Spirit. And the Lord does that with people. You know, this is a spiritual battle we're in. You know, and so don't be carnal minded, wake up to the spirit of the Lord so he can show you how you're supposed to be all the time. And not just so you can predict things or so that you might know a secret or two, you know what I mean? It's so that your conduct will be as it becometh the gospel of Jesus Christ. It will always be Jesus and you'll always have genuinely lo love in your heart. You can't do that if you don't have genuine love for people in your heart. The Lord will never allow you to do that. You have to be at that place where it's not you love them according to your love, but you love them because you know and you esteem every person better than you know what the Lord has done for you. You know that of all sinners, you're the chiefest. And so uh, not in a good way either. Not that there is a good way, but some people like to brag about how bad they were, you know, and just give glory to Satan. And that's not what that's about either. It's a humility realizing that you've been forgiven for so much. So the zeal of God burns in you like a fire. Amen. So Romans chapter 14, verse 1, he says, He that is weak in the faith receive ye, but not to doubtful disputations. 
So I'm not going to receive you, though, if you have all of these doubts about what is actually in the Bible or what is actually true. I'll receive you a little bit and I'll tolerate your uh, weakness and that you feel like you cannot eat meat, you know. Uh, I'll tolerate that, but you can't have any type of disagreement about the foundational things. Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works. Uh, you know, we're going to go on to perfection if... God wills, uh, you know, these things will permit if God wills. So, you know, don't be a heretic. If you have any heresy and you know, once saved, always saved, I'm not going to receive you or receive that because it manifests in your conduct, how you act, you know, those doctrinal, uh, foundational beliefs of the Lord. Jesus is God and you must believe that. The Bible is the word of God and there's no private interpretation and you must believe that. You must be born again. You must receive the Holy Spirit. Only the blood of Jesus Christ can remove your sin. Those are our foundational beliefs you must have. I will not accept you. So the Bible is saying do not accept somebody who is full of those doubtful disputations. And then you could go ahead and read that. But I'm going to stick in James so that this doesn't go on. Uh, so from whence come these wars and fightings among you? When a person is full of these different type of lusts, then you can't even read the Bible with them. or Otherwise, they'll exalt their own meaning above what God says instead of just receiving it or just reading the word like I'm saying it. It's just from whence come wars and fightings among you? Come they not hint even of your lust that war in your members. Verse 2, you lust and have not. You kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet ye have not because ye ask not. Ye ask and receive not because ye ask amiss or with the wrong motives. That ye may consume it upon your lust. You can't get power because you'll abuse it. <laughs> You'll abuse it. You don't know how to be humble and lead from the back. You don't know how to lead from a uh, meek place. You don't know how to do that. You don't know how to lead without people knowing that you're the leader. You don't know how to do that. You don't know how to be like Jesus. You, you might be the leader and then you'll make people bow down to you or serve you instead of you getting down on your hands and knees and washing their feet. You adulterers and adulteresses. You see, these lists, look, read this, look. Know ye not that friendship of the world is enmity with God? Now, why, why, why do you go from a point like that to immediately talking about these people, how they lust and they want the things of this world and they want the esteem that the worldly people have? They want the cars. They want the, uh, you know, societal whatever. They want the, the life of the worldly person, folks. People really just don't have any idea how to see with the eyes of the Holy Spirit sometimes. Because the Pharisee nowadays has even changed. The Pharisee isn't the one that's coming at you with the Bible, thumping it, blah, blah, blah. Maybe at a time that may have been a Pharisee, but now the Pharisee looks a little different for this generation. This generation, the Pharisee is that one dude that's, you know, all peace and love and once saved, always saved. And I believe my false doctrines and you're not going to be able to tell me any different, brother. I am a hypocrite 
and I don't do uh, anything that I say that I'm supposed to do. And, uh, you know, I love the, the praise of men. You know what I mean? I just love it so much, brother, sister. Hallelujah. <laughs> the Pharisee isn't, it, it doesn't look like that now. I, I don't think the modern Pharisee is preaching righteousness. The modern Pharisee is not preaching holiness. The modern Pharisee is not preaching the holiness of God. They're not preaching that at all. You know what I mean? It's all self-motivation and how you can be the best you because you're just so great. And that's not of the Lord. Because, you know, the Lord does love us. He loves us where we're at. Yes, but he immediately wants us to go to the cross and die out to ourselves, to being like we are, to be like Jesus. Because if you're like you are, you won't get into heaven. And you got to be okay with knowing that, that you can't be like you. You have to be like Jesus Christ and you can't just be like Jesus Christ. It has to be Jesus in you. And then, of course, the Lord does use our personalities, one for this way, one for that way, according to his own good pleasure. But he does that over and a long time. You now, we have to be fully surrendered to God in every single way that God's will has to be number one in our lives, whether we live or die, it is for God. You have got to have that mindset. And why wouldn't you? Because he's beautiful. He is the wonderful king of kings. We're not going to get very far into this because I am going to stop this. Uh, after a bit. So let's keep going. Then we'll pick up with James, Lord willing, in the next one. Hallelujah. Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that friendship of the world, okay, is enmity with God. If you are a friend of this world, it is it's enmity with God. That means if your ways of living and your, your style of life adheres more to the people in the world who don't know God, than it does to the believers who are uh, walking and talking in, and living and breathing in the scriptures every day. The ones who are uh, picking up the cross, denying themselves, and serving the Lord like they do. Because that's what the people of God do. They just serve the Lord. And so if your lifestyle is conforms more, you're more comfortable in the setting of people who don't know God at all, then you need to question whether or not you're even saved. You know, uh, you might feel the presence of God or hear Jesus speak when he comes to town. Hey, Jesus, haven't you taught in our streets? But do you have God living inside of you? Are you an abode for the Holy Spirit? Are you a, a bowl? Are, are you a home? Are you a temple of God? Or is Satan sitting inside of your temple? Is Satan in your heart showing himself that he's God? Is that happening? Uh, you know, are you, man, are, you, is, are, are, are you letting the lawless one live there? And you know what? Prayerlessness is a sin. Not praying is a sin. Not having faith is a sin. Not uh, waiting for the Lord is a sin. Not, not praising the Lord is a sin. You know, there's plenty of sins. And so uh, you, it's, it's a good idea to only to, to be constantly seeking the Lord so you can know uh, where your deliverance is, is gone, has come from. Because just because you changed a little bit doesn't make you any, you, anybody can change. You know, it's not about the change. It's about the blood of Jesus Christ being on the soul and a fervency for God. That's just what it is. And there's no exception for you. Uh, you're not special like that. Nobody is. And you don't just get to do what you do. You have to do what God has called you to do. And you have to spend time with God so you can know exactly what he's called you to do. 
And guess what? Uh, it might not be something worldly. You know, get spiritual. Where's the Spirit of God operating at? Where's the, the zeal of the Lord to save souls? Because that's the will of God. The, God. the Lord is willing that souls should get saved, that disciples are being made. You know, because the Lord is making disciples. That's what he does. He makes disciples. Hallelujah. Make them. Be like Jesus, not like the world. And here we go. Verse 5. Do you think, look who he's talking to, you. Do you think that this script, do you think this is a joke? You think he's just kidding? Do you think that uh, the scripture says it in vain? The Spirit, the Holy Spirit that dwelleth in us, who are saved, who are led by the Spirit of God, who love the Spirit of God in them, who don't want to offend the Spirit of the Lord inside of them and don't want to lose it. The Spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth to envy, but he giveth more grace. He has mercy on us so much on of all of our faults. He just constantly has mercy on it. You know, when we get inclined to things or we're drawn away of our own lusts and enticed, the Lord has mercy on us. You know what I mean? So we we have to make sure that we're um, you know we have to make sure that we're we're paying attention to Him. So we don't want to offend the Lord Jesus Christ. We don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit. We do not want to grieve the Holy Spirit. Oh, we don't want to grieve grieve Him with our our unbelief. You know, with our, 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 our lack of faith, we don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit of God whereby we were sealed. Hallelujah. There's a seal of God on us. And our names have been written down in the book, the Lamb's Book of Life. And we got to make sure that our names don't get blotted out like he said, it'll blot us out. Or we're, we're in the mouth of the Lord. We want to make sure we don't get spit out of the Lord's mouth. Uh, verse six, but he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace to the humble. See, so if you will just, uh, receive the word of God, you know, you're not above receiving the word of God. If you'll receive the word of God and listen to spirit filled preaching that is exalting Jesus, receive the word of God. On a day-to-day -day basis, I sometimes just listen to Bible apps. Uh, listen to Bible apps throughout the day. Listen to Bible apps instead of songs. And put on worship music too. You know, worship music draws you into the presence of God. And uh, not all worship music. Some worship music, I some music that's just Christian music, it's okay. But uh, worship music will immediately make your heart glad. Or just reading the Psalms. Reading through Psalms, I like to pray and say, God, is there a Psalm for me to read? And then the first number that comes to my mind or the second or whatever, I use that sometimes to let the Lord lead me and guide me to a Psalm to read. If I just need a Psalm, I'm trying to do something lately where I'm putting my phone down and not trying to look through it, but trying to uh, have my Bible on hand. And instead of flipping through that phone, I flip through the Bible. That's a challenge. Uh, but, you know, I'm trying to do that anyway because, you know, the things of this world are really evil. Uh, they are. They want to take our anointing away and they want to take us away from the faith. 
you know it all wants us to just live like it's all okay no big deal no urgency no zeal is necessary just one two three dial up jesus and you're free and it can be that way but then we have to take up the cross and follow the lord you know we have to stay free jesus said he that endures unto the end will be saved and if we will just reach our hands out to the lord and we can know that he is gonna be there for us the lord say he'll never leave us or forsake us but uh we can leave and forsake the lord and so we don't want to ever leave and forsake the lord and there's a lot of people out there who feel like maybe they've done too many sins or they've gone too far you know what i mean or they blaspheme the holy spirit and they're like sad about it they're like oh i feel sad that i've blasphemed the holy spirit in reality the devil's just lied to them uh, with permission the devils lied to them and told them that but they they don't because people who blaspheme the Holy Spirit They do not care at all. You know that care is gone um, You know and so you that's what I've seen is that the care is gone They've no desire whatsoever They've completely rejected any hope of salvation like the Pharisees did when they accused Jesus of being the devil they immediately, that was them just rejecting the power of the Holy Spirit that was demonstrated right in front of them. Don't you do that! You know, we got to make sure that we know that it's Jesus in front of us. You know, I'm always looking for Jesus. Hallelujah. And I see him in so many people because the Lord is faithful and he promises us that if we just call upon the Lord with all of our heart, we have to see where we are and see there's a great need for us to have God. Lord, I need you has to be the cry of your heart. Lord, I need you. Oh, you need to need the Lord. And if you're not sure if you need the Lord, then just start this podcast over or head on back to season one or and, and then you'll listen to why you need the Lord so much why you need to listen to this and call on the Lord you know if somebody listens to this and they get angry and they say oh Lord why is this guy oh Lord uh, and you pray you know call take it up with the Lord that's beautiful hallelujah job is done in the name of Jesus you know but I hope that if you listen to this you'll know most importantly that God loves you that he is there to pick you up and that he wants to march you forward the Lord wants us to be soldiers Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man or woman that warreth will entangle himself with the affairs of this life so that he may please him who has called him to be a soldier. Folks, the Lord is real and this is our great hope. And you know, I gave a good witness about seeing part getting a tiny glimpse of the reward and i'm telling you the real reward is jesus christ there was a time during that experience that i had where i was flying around the lord's body the lord was gigantic he was enormous he was huge uh, bigger than the universe he was bigger than the universe it was it was humongous and i was flying around him at full speed and there were others we were all flying around his body together going up in a circle was absolutely amazing because at the same time sometimes the Lord was eye level and just talking just to me even though I couldn't hear a single thing that he was saying I knew he was speaking to me I couldn't remember his voice the only time I remember the voice of the Lord speaking to me through that whole experience is when he was putting me back down in my body he was asking me if I was sure if I wanted to be back and so, uh, you know, I've regretted that decision many times. <laughs> I said, why did I say that? But I'm happy that I get to be back because God is uh, allowing me to see him move in my life in ways that I 
we did not imagine. But I'm so grateful because the Lord loves us and he is going to get the glory. The Lord wins. So that's the key. That's the key to remember that he always gives us victory. And so I pray that you will be smiling and that you will be full of joy in the Holy Spirit. I pray that you'll receive correction and be wise because when you're wise and you receive correction, the spirit of glory and of God is resting upon you. Hallelujah. You can always rejoice and find comfort in Jesus. There is never, never, never not going to be satisfaction and comfort in Jesus because Jesus Christ, the living God who is alive right now, he will never, ever, ever let you down. Until the next podcast, God bless you and keep you. God strengthen you and encourage you. May the Lord Jesus Christ shine his love all over you. May you realize that the Lord uh, is there for you and that he is everywhere and that there is no empty space anywhere. But the Lord has given you every single breath that's coming out of your body. And as long as there's breath in your body, there is always hope for your soul. God bless you.